Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. listen what the heck i got a theory here and i think i'm right and it don't matter but i'm right and i'm talking about tony romo we're going to get to that when cuervo gets in here we're going to talk we're going to talk nfl free agency tony romo the big story especially down here um what what are the dallas cowboys going to do with the tony romo let's discuss that a little bit later on also you know, big names moving around in the NFL as far as signing, uh, big money being thrown away. I mean, where's the toilet? I mean, my gosh, just give me a fraction of what Matt Gloin's going to get. And, you know, give me 10%, not even, I'll take, listen, I'll take 1% of what Matt Gloin's making, okay? And I'll live the rest of my life off of it. Unbelievable money being thrown around in the NFL because of a a hope, a wish, uh, a shot in the dark, if you will, uh, for some of these guys that are getting money. Uh, and, and Chicago Bear fans, you got to be happy as they got rid of the crybaby known as Jay Cutler at the quarterback position. Now that opens up the door for what the hell are they going to do at the quarterback position? Because once you get rid of a Jay Cutler, which granted, we're not saying that Jay Cutler is a great quarterback, but at the same time, you got to find someone just as good or better to fill those shoes, hopefully better. And if it is better, who is that? Lots, lots of stuff. Now, until Cuervo gets in here, we use this first time here until he gets in to talk about the local news. I'm talking about local uh, indoor football right here in this area. And the local football is indoor football champions, indoor football. It's the league. I am the director of operations of that league. But let's talk about some of the things that happened 
uh, in Champions Indoor Football on Friday and Saturday night because there were some great games going on and some teams that are already behind the eight ball here really early in the season as it's a 12-game season in Champions Indoor Football. Texas Revolution have not even hit the field yet. They hit the field in Centex next uh, Saturday, Friday or Saturday night. I'll let you know. I'll be in Centex. That's over in Bedford, Texas for that game. And we'll be doing some stuff there for that game. Chris Dixon, the big story in Champions Indoor Football, quite possibly the biggest name in indoor football history, the Texas Revolution. They go ahead and nab this guy. Hall of Famer in the Indoor Football League. He's got, seven, I think, six or seven championships, owns most of the quarterback records in the IFL. And what's going on with the Texas Revolution? They had the MVP last year being their quarterback, Robert Kent. What are they doing? I don't know. I'm not sure the story. I've heard rumors, and I don't jump into rumors very well with my position. Now, if I was a fan, I'd probably be out there yakking it up, and I just can't because there's certain things about, you know, when you hold the position that I hold that you hear rumors, you hear things that are going on as far as a certain player, and a lot of times it's BS until it actually comes down. And as a fan, you get to jump on the BS for a while and play with it and have fun with it. But Robert Kent, what is going on? Last year's MVP, quarterback of the Texas Revolution. They bring in Chris Dixon, quite possibly the best quarterback to ever play the game, and that includes Kurt Warner with all due respect because Kurt Warner okay, is in the Hall of Fame. I get it. I understand Chris Dixon would, if they played, it's a different, it's a different quarterback, and if he would, he's not the style that Kurt Warner is. But he's got all the records and everything else. And and if he would have had the opportunity in the AFL to do what he did in the IFL, I'm sure we would be talking about him being the best in the AFL as well. But he did it all in the Indoor Football League, the IFL. The CIF, Champions Indoor Football, that's the league that I am the director of operations. And when that contract came across my desk, which is one of the things I do for Champions Indoor Football is the director of operations. I get all the contracts. I get to see all of them. And when that thing came, I heard rumblings about it. When it officially came across my desk, I was like, interesting, interesting stuff. So the Texas Revolution, what are they going to do? They're going to go ahead and bring this guy in and you know with the quarterback position quite possibly the most important position out on the football field as in any football game is there the texas revolution make the change and we'll find out maybe sooner or later what's going on with that as far as the game itself where will robert kent end up what is his situation So Robert Kent, a big story in Champions Indoor Football with the Revs, maybe not with the Revs, still actively on their roster. Chris Dixon is the biggest story in Champions Indoor Football history. And they're both sitting there, you know, with the Revs. 
So it will be very interesting to see what goes on with the with the uh, league MVP and bringing in Chris Dixon. We'll find out the no- we'll find out what the noise is all about sooner or later. It, sooner or later is going to get out, and we'll find out what's going on. Um, if it's a, he wants to go to a different team, if he wants to go ahead and go uh, have an opportunity somewhere else, if he wants to retire, whatever the story is, we'll find that story out. But last night, well, first of all, it was actually Friday night as Champions Indoor Football got going for week number three. It started with the Salina Liberty on the road to take on the Omaha Beef. And the Beef, the Salina Liberty had this game in the first quarter. And then the Beef made some major in-game adjustments. And then came back up on the line of Liberty and got a victory at home in Omaha, 76 to 44. Uh, when I was watching the game, I was like, where is the answer? What are they going to do? How are they going to get back into the game? And boy, oh boy, did Corey Ross and the Omaha beef turn that game around. And it was literally after the first quarter. In-game adjustments that helped them uh, become the, also turnovers and everywhere on that football game. Uh, very interesting game. Then last night, folks, we had three outstanding games. And this is the reason why I love indoor football, because you get three games where it comes down to the last drive, final play, whatever. And you get the excitement up to that point. And it started in reality with the Bismarck Bucks on the road taking on the West Michigan Ironman. Now, this was the first game that was done because they were on that hour difference over in the Eastern time zone. Ironman get the old Kiss Field, the LA Kiss Field, which, by the way, is a cool-looking field. And in that stadium, that field just makes makes that stadium and it's an old school stadium the kind of stadium that Sonny likes it reminds me of the veteran memorial coliseum but on a smaller scale but the place holds 6,000 people which is perfect for indoor football average fans come out 4,000 to 6,000 it's a perfect place to watch indoor football so that was a great game last night. The Bucks on the road take the long trip around Lake Michigan from Bismarck to head up to the other side on West Michigan. Bismarck gets a victory 40 to 33. Other games that happened, the Amarillo Venom literally came down to overtime and a two-point conversion. Amarillo on the road, do the two-point conversion, get the victory over the Duke City Gladiators. And Duke City at home, now already behind the eight ball here early in the season. Then the other great game, the Wichita Force, Dodge City Law on the road, taking on the league champions. 42-39 42 to 39 in favor of the law. Great games out there. Unbelievable. Before we get and bring in the co-host of this fine program, let's go over the standings here for our locals here that are interested in champions indoor football because of the two teams that are here. The Sioux City Bandits on top in the north. They are 2-0. The Bloomington Edge are in second place at 1-0. The Omaha Beef, 1-1. The Bismarck Bucks also one in one. They're in fourth place. Kansas City hasn't hit the field yet. They're going to hit the field for Monday 
night indoor football. Then the West Michigan uh, Ironman, they're 0-2 as well as the Salina Liberty. In the South Division, the Dodge City Law, 2-0. Local team in second place, that being the Dallas Marshals, they're 1-0 on the season, followed by the Amarillo Venom, who are also 1-0. The Wichita Force are 1-1. The Texas Revolution haven't hit the field yet. They're not hitting until next week. They start in week four. They got the early buys. So there's O and O and the Syntex uh, Cavalry, O and one, and the Duke City Gladiators, unfortunately, sitting at the O and two mark. And this is a, the Gladiators behind the eight ball. They had a game where they lost on the last play of the game last week. Then they lose in overtime with a two point conversion when they scored in overtime. And some people would have asked, why wouldn't you go for the two point conversion? At, well, really because the other team scores the touchdowns they got to do is kick the field goal. But in indoor football, that it, that that is not always a given. So good stuff last night. I had three uh, three. What do you want to call them? I got had two monitors. I had two computers in my small um, pad watching all three games. Now that being said, let's go ahead and bring him in. Oh, you didn't know. In case you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. That's right on a Sunday morning. It is Cuervo coming to us live, live, live from Southern California. How you doing, Cuervo? Good morning. Good morning, Sonny. I'm well. How are you this morning? I'm I'm jazzed. I am ready to rock and roll. Are you hearing me okay? I'm hearing you just fine, Sonny. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I get a little crackle, but I, I'm hearing you. I'll let you know if it gets bad. And uh, yeah, so keep your Facebook page open. But uh, here we are, early in the uh, NFL season. Let's switch gears and go to free agency on the NFL because obviously that's the one of the things that we're going to cover here today. A lot of things going on in the NFL. It you know, there's been a lot of surprises as far as who's going where, where they're going, you know, who's going where, when they're going to do it, how much people are making crazy week after Thursday in the NFL and free agency. Yeah, and it's always like that, Sonny. I mean, the first week is always crazy. You know, all the teams want to get the big-name free agents, and, um, you know, so obviously everybody's throwing money around everywhere. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out this week. Uh, as the next wave of free agents get signed, and um, you know, for for those teams out there, for fans, of certain teams out there that maybe they haven't made any moves yet, um, you know, chances are your team is waiting for the for the bargain deal, and uh, you'll probably see something coming from your team this coming up week. That's going on. We might as well get in and talk about them because of uh, you know your team. I'm, and I don't know how you feel about what's going on. I think you're a little bit happy because you get rid of the what is known as the crybaby uh, in uh, one quarterback position. And I'm talking, of course, about Jay Cutler. Uh, Jay Cutler, he is released from the Chicago Bears. What are the Bears going to do? What do you think their ideas are? And I, I know the answer, but go ahead there, Cuervo. I'm going to let you have the field. What's going to happen for the Chicago Bears? Uh, well, I mean, they've already addressed the, uh, the the empty spot at quarterback. 
Um, you know, getting Mike Glennon from Tampa Bay. Um, oh my God! You know, I, I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh, concerned about how much they're going to pay him. But I mean, well, I guess when you when you want a certain guy, you're going to do whatever it takes to get that guy in. Uh, as we all know, in the first wave of free agents, Sonny, everybody's overpaying because they want to make sure that they get that certain individual. So, with that being said, I mean, that's exactly what happened with the Bears. When you, but when you read into the contract, though, uh, there are some good things about it. Uh, the third year is an optional year, first of all. So they're really only committed to him for two years. Um, the only downside to that is uh, the money is, is still guaranteed. Of nine, it's $19 million. I know I, I when we spoke yesterday, so I said it was 20 It's actually 19 So 19 out of the 45 million that he'll be getting paid over the years, only 19 of it is guaranteed. So you can look at it as, wow, that's a lot for a guy who was a backup for the past couple of years, or you can look at it and be like, well, I mean, out of 45 million, only 19 is guaranteed. There's a lot of incentive there. Uh, that's going to probably, uh, you know, drive him to want to play well and not just be a guy that just was looking for the payday. And, uh, actually produce. So um, overall, I think I think with that one move alone, <clears throat> you know the Bears um, are going to make a lot of fans happy. Obviously, uh, Bears have also made some moves in the secondary, picking up a guy that you're familiar with, Prince Amukamara, the cornerback who was for your Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Uh, they also grabbed up Quentin Dempsey from the Texans and. They grabbed up Marcus Cooper from the Arizona Cardinals. So, uh, you know, big names, Sonny, but, you know, these are guys that that are either pro bowlers or playing at a high level. And they and they and and what I like the most about it, though, Sonny, all these deals are one-year deals, with the exception of the Glennon deal. So this is a uh, proof to me that that you want to play here in Chicago and you're just not looking for a payday. So. Uh, these deals are one-year deals, and, um, you know, so they're not committing to guys uh, for a long term. Committing long term is the important because even though that contract is what you said it was involved, I'm not, I'm not happy with, with, with it if you're a Chicago I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I expect too much. Anything, first of all, to deserve the contract. Even the one year, you know, or, or even though, how much was only guaranteed? It, it, it was. For Mike Lennon? 19 million. Okay. 19 million. Okay. Now, if they get two years out of them, they paid $10 million a year. Not too bad. Well, plus more, obviously. But. I look at, I look at this Cuervo as as a bad move because of who it is, and and the amount of money it was there. It, it yes, we can talk about what he's actually getting, what is actually going to happen with him as far as the money that he makes. But if they do one year with this guy and decide, whoa, we made a mistake, that's nineteen million that they went ahead and guaranteed through this contract. 
and that's a $19 million one-year quarterback, which, by the way, I'll just put it out there. This is not the move for the, for the Chicago Bears at their starting position. I'm, you might as well kept crybaby Jay Cutler. I'm telling you right now, because of the experience that Jay Cutler does have over Matt Gloin. Now, granted, Chicago wants a change. They wanted him out of there. But I'm going to tell you right now, as a backup quarterback, what are you expecting from a Macklin going into the season if you're a Chicago Bear fan? This is not the move. They need to go out and find a quarterback, regardless of the situation. Hell, throw your, throw your hat in for the, for, for the Dallas Cowboy Tony Romo, for God's sake. I mean, if you're going to throw away $19 million, you can probably be in the talking for Tony Romo. Now, granted, look at all the money that Tony Romo is making. If he would have got released, then it would have been all hail. But if you're going to trade you, you to get a Tony Romo, you're going to probably end up losing something. But, man, to jump right away, and it's not like Matt Galloin has had people knocking down his door. Or maybe it's me, Cuervo. Am I missing something? Is Matt Galloin a guy that has been talked about here in the last week or two? As, oh, God, we got to have this guy on your football team. I, I'll be honest with you, Cuervo. When I heard it, I was like, I heard rumblings a little bit about Matt Galloin because we talked about it a little bit on our show. But it didn't take a lot of our time talking about Matt Galloin. Why? Let's face it. The guy sucks. So <laughs> if, he, if he was actually any good, he would have been the starter on any other football team in the NFL. Yeah, you're right, Tony. And, you know, I haven't heard his name mentioned too much, but the reason he's getting mentioned is just, I mean, due to the fact that, I mean, do they want, do they want him as the backup or do they, do they like what they saw from Connor Kirk, Connor Cook, despite losing uh, that playoff team against Texas? Um, You know, I I think it's a matter of, you know, who, who do they want to commit to as, as Derek Carr's backup? And, you know, I, it seems like they're leaning towards Connor Cook. If McGloin is available uh, for you know trade or you know release and uh, sign and release, or release and sign, whatever, however that would work. You know, if the, the Raiders are willing to, you know, that that I mean, you know, then how much does he get paid? You know, for a guy like Glennon who has only played so many games, and a guy like McGloin who has played so many games, like. What's the market for a guy like him now that, you know, Glennon's got $15 million on average a season from the Bears? Uh, you know, this is this is the Matt Flynn effect, Sonny. Uh, you know, yeah. A guy that, <clears throat> that had a couple of nice games as a backup, uh, and, you know, people go back and they, and they look at that and they remember that, and they're like, huh, you know, this, this guy's got potential. So, you know, that's – that's what you saw with that deal. Now, why Ryan Pace, the Bears GM, was so in love with Mike Lennon, I'm going to give you the same answer 90% of Bears fans probably would give you. I have no clue. I don't know what it is. I, I, I've seen him play a couple times. Um, he was highly sought out in, in college, uh, but <clears throat> he wound up not being picked as high as everyone thought. You know, his career in Tampa Bay was, was short due to them uh, drafting Jameis Winston. So, um, you know, do, do I think the Bears overpaid for him? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, oh, but she, at the same time, they wanted to make sure that they got their guy. So, I understand if they have the cap room, I mean, you know, I, I guess, hey, why not? But 
you know, uh, Sonny, I mean, this goes to show you how important getting the quarterback that you want for your football team is. That's how important it is. You're, teams are willing to pay way over value uh, for a quarterback that they that they feel like they must have on their football team. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, I, I want to tell you, I, with what happened in Cleveland, okay, with the fact that Brock Osweiler goes there, we're going to talk about that. I mean, your Chicago Bears should have went after Cody, and I'll put it out there, Cody Kessler. And the main reason why, he actually performed halfway decent on such a horrible football team, that whereas if he has an opportunity on a football team that has some kind of talent, okay? And the Bears potentially can have talent. The, the the Browns are in a oblivion of nothingness. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, you, you have a guy, he has games up underneath his belt in the NFL. I, I would, if I was the Chicago Bears, I would give a Cody Kessler a look, especially after the Brock Osweiler signing over there. If you're not going to start him, you can back him up. That At least when I look at the Bears, um, if you're going to do that, at least get a backup that has some kind of experience. Now, I don't know what the Chicago Bears' backup quarterback situation is more so than the fact that they go ahead and they get their quote-unquote starter, um, if that's what you want to call it. You know, I don't know, Matt Barkley, Brian Hoyer, Connor Shaw, these are guys that are, you know, that are related to the Chicago Bears. But if you go Matt Barkley, yeah, he's got some experience with the Bears. You know, I mean, I'm not sure how many games. I forgot how many he played. Brian Hoyer, I, I hate the guy. But at the same time, when you well, go to a Cody mm-hmm. Kessler, you go to a Cody Kessler that's only been in the league for a year. Now, Matt Barkley, he's only been in the league for three years. So you get the combination. You look at Cody Kessler. I'm sorry, he's better than Hoyer. He's better than Connor Shaw. So you make some moves here and try to bring that guy in with the experience that he had with Cleveland. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, you look at that situation over there with Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler's at six games underneath his belt as a starter um, for for them. And I, I'm going to tell you, on a bad football team, he didn't perform too bad. No, he didn't, Sonny. But but just to, just to keep you abreast and updated on the Bears quarterback situation, um it's funny, both Barkley and Brian Hoyer actually signed with the San Francisco 49ers, so they're both gone. They're not in Chicago. Oh, crap, I didn't even see um, that one. I missed it. Thank you, Cuervo. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was like a package. It must have been like a Now you got to go like, get Cody Kessler. <laughs> actually, I think, I think what the Bears are going to do is they're probably going to draft somebody. Um, I don't know if they're going to use it. I doubt, at least I would hope they don't use their number three overall pick. On a quarterback, um, just due to the fact well, there's that no you know, you, you hey, Carmel, there are no quarterbacks in the in in the t- this year's draft where you got to pick that high to grab up a guy. The the, the talent well, level uh, in the draft right now, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, before all the hype of this week, let's be honest, Cuervo, two or three weeks ago, we were on this show going, when is the first quarterback going to be picked in the draft? Until the hype starts, it's going to be a top ten pick, Sonny. Someone, oh, God. We see it every year. We see it every year. Someone is going to get desperate enough to take to trade up and get get a certain quarterback. Look what the Buffalo Bills did four years ago when they traded up to get EJ Manuel, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Good them? point. I'm telling you, Sonny, 
teams do it every single year, and they don't learn their lesson. If you didn't see it in college from these guys, what makes you think it's going to relate to the NFL? All you're doing is shooting for the stars and, and hoping for unrealistic expectations. Uh, so if the Bears were smart, they're going to go with a safe pick. Uh, if Jonathan Allen from Alabama is available, uh, heck, if the Bears get lucky and Miles Garrett is there, you have to take that guy. So uh, I think I think it's going to be a defensive pick because the Bears, that you know, from what I'm seeing and and I'm loving it, uh, they want to get back to their their old. Uh, uh, I you know identity as the monsters of the midway, and I'm all about it. You know, well, I, I love to real real Bear fans are all about that. So yeah, I mean, even though it's an offensive league now, um, that's just I I don't know. To me, I think having a a good solid defense is going to carry carry you, uh, you know, in the NFC because there's not a lot of teams with you know, with the with the offensive talent, like in the AFC, when you have like you have with Tom Brady and the Patriots, and and you know Ben Roethlisberger and, and, and Pittsburgh, and those offense those are offenses over there that you, uh, you know, you're just gonna have to build an offense to match what they have. But in the NFC, I think there's there's a lack of offense all around to where you could say, okay, we can build a defense that's strong enough to stop the offenses that are in the NFC to get you to where you want to go, which is obviously the Super Bowl. So um, I you think that's think. the mentality that the Bears have. Yeah, uh, the the, bear, the Bears are a team that, that, you know, they make the dedication a little early, maybe to the wrong guy. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more um, as we go on here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said. Now, folks, you know, you look at some of the moves that happened in the NFL. The Bears are a team that, you know, they, they make the move. But let's get to Brock Osweiler, and then we're going to take our first break. But Brock Osweiler, boy, oh, boy. I mean, you want to talk about the Browns. <laughs> do the Browns not – you talk about a team's not learning anything. That'd be the Browns. I mean, you look at what Brock Osweiler did for the money that he made over there, and they go up and they, they grab Brock Osweiler. Now, granted. I'm going to give him a little credit with this pick, not a lot, because if you do the eye test on Brock Osweiler, you know this guy can't is not getting the job done in 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 Houston. That being said, I'm not saying he's going to be any good. I mean, look at the division that the Browns play in, where you you the AFC uh, North, where you have Ben Roethlisberger, you have Joe Flacco um, sitting there, and then Andy Dalton. To a certain point, some people think stinks. He's a local boy down here from Texas, uh, from TCU. But you know, he doesn't hold a candle to any of those three. But out of all the quarterbacks that the Browns have brought in, at least Brock Osweiler has won some games. He has some success up in uh, over in Denver for a little bit. Um, maybe a different offensive philosophy that would work for a Brock Osweiler, or is this just you know the what all the saying is? I mean, they, he's going to the NFL death camp. That being, you, your career might be over when you head over to Cleveland. Uh, well, I'll tell you, Sonny. Brock Osweiler is gonna—he's gonna look out, okay? Because 
he's not going to ever play for the Cleveland Browns. This, this was a trade that happened with the, with the purpose of, A, um, Houston being able to clear that cap space. Right. One. And Number one. Cleveland gets what they want. Yeah, and Cleveland gets what they want with the second-round pick. Cleveland has no intention of making Brock Osweiler their quarterback for the future. Why? I, I don't know. Um, maybe it's just not a good fit because you're talking about a cold-weather team in the Cleveland Browns, and that's why I don't think Cody Kessler would be a good fit with the Bears either. I hear what you're saying, Sonny, and, and it makes a lot of sense. This is a guy that, that you know, has some starts under, under uh, center, and he has shown flashes of, you know, maybe this guy has what it takes. But this is also Kessler I'm talking about, a guy that played in Southern California in his college career. And he's from California, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. So uh, him playing in a place like Cleveland or Chicago just doesn't fit his skill set. So the, the fact that the Browns have him as, his, as the starting quarterback uh, you know, is, is a disservice to him. He needs to be yeah. in a place like Matt, like Matt Barkley going back to San Francisco. It's a warm, it's, it's, it's California, warm weather all year round. And you'll see the difference if Barkley gets the chance to play. He, he's, he showed signs in, in Chicago, uh, but, but he's going to be a lot better off uh, with a team like the 49ers. And, and I mean, that team can, they need all the help they can get to, you know, to begin with, so um, yeah, it, it's a better fit for for Barkley, and it's the same thing with Cody Kessler, Sonny's. But uh, but back to the Osweiler situation, you know, um, I was also reading up and listening to some people too. Another big thing, and, and nobody has really mentioned this, but I heard this one individual say it, and it makes sense. So, uh, and you may know about this, Sonny. So teams have to be. Um, they can't be more than I think it's eighty nine percent under their cap, uh, the cap space uh, allotted. And so what the Browns, what they did is they really did Houston a favor. They ate the contract of Brock Osweiler. It put them, it put them under that eighty nine percent that they're not allowed to be, uh, so they don't get penalized or whatever for. Cause this, well, yeah, uh, they ate eight know, million bucks. So that, you're right about that. They ate eight million bucks uh, to do that. So you, that that you're right about. The Browns had like a hundred million dollars in cap space, which is yes, un, insane. I've never heard of a, an NFL. It's team ridiculous. That much cap. Yeah, I, I thought it was crazy, but I mean that's the situation in Cleveland and. You know why they're not signing guys like crazy is is something I'm I'm still kind of scratching my head about. But you know they haven't. Uh, you know at the same time though, they also they 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 do have I think it's eleven draft picks. Eleven so, Cuervo. Um, eleven. Yeah, something like that. It's ridiculous. For the next two years, by the way, Cuervo. Yes. Yep. You're right. So. You know, that that is why that trade happened the way it did. Um, you know, the the joke is that Andrew Bogut is going to be a Cavalier longer than Brock Osweiler is going to be a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah well, you know, I'll tell you. you know, I mean, we're both, I'm going to tell you right now. 
I think, and this sounds as dumb as it's going to sound, I think they need to keep him. And I, I get the money situation, why they did it, and I get it, and I understand it. But frankly, Brock Osweiler is nothing to write home to mama about. But let's be honest, looking at the free agency situation, who's better than Brock Osweiler right now? Now, Brock Osweiler can blame it all on the offensive coordinator and find the story that he wants to work with. And because he did have, say whatever you want. He did have success up in Denver, but then again, so did Tim Tebow, but he's not playing football. Uh, Brock Osweiler, a little bit different story. He's still playing in the NFL. I think they should keep him. I mean, looking at the situation, I'm looking at the quarterback horizon right now, Cuervo. There's nobody that's, first of all, willing to go there. Second of all, if they get him in a trade or whatever the case may be, they're not going to be happy. I think Brock Osweiler actually could be happy up in Cleveland if he could. I'm going to tell you right now, if the if the Browns can get to eight and eight with Brock Osweiler, they made out like a freaking bandit. And now I, I'm not saying that he's an eight and eight guy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if this if this Cleveland Brown team can get six wins with Brock Osweiler, that's a uh, how many? How much of a percentage increase compared to last season? My God, I mean, I, I don't know what their their record was. It, I think they won two games. I mean, my gosh, if you can pull One. six wins with a Brock Osweiler and get him in a situation where he can find an offense that he can be comfortable with, I think Brock Osweiler might actually be the right fit because Brock Osweiler. Let's be honest, he wanted out of there. I mean, there's no question this guy wasn't going to want to stay there, especially with all the talk that's going on in the offseason. And we know we don't want to hurt his feelings, so he's out of there now. So I think, actually, this might be a good landing spot for him to prove himself. If he can get that team to six wins next season, that guy's going to get another contract, Corvo. You watch. I mean, I, I, I think I'm actually sitting here thinking that this was actually a good move for the Browns. That you said it was a good move for the Browns? I, I think it is. I think Brock Osweiler is a good move for the Browns. I really do. Because, granted, he, he's better than everybody else there, even my Cody Kessler, who I think has got some talent. He's just in the wrong system. It, it, Cody Kessler's in the wrong system for what he's doing. But Brock Osweiler, he's got, he's got time in the NFL. He can make adjustments more so than the Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler needs to go to a team that would work with, within his skills. And then he can develop into an NFL quarterback, more so than what the Browns are, which is a freaking jigsaw puzzle that where all the pieces don't fit. So you get you get a Brock Osweiler who's been in the league long enough to where he can make those adjustments. He has experience at the quarterback position. I'm telling you right now, this is the right move for this football team. And frankly, Cuervo, you and I both know this is not what the intention was on the trade. Because I'm reading stories that are coming out of Cleveland where they trade to get him, but they're also looking to go ahead and – throw them away for, listen, what the Browns are, uh, are willing to give up. A round draft pick in the trade, as well as Brock Osweiler, and they're going to eat half of a $16 million contract. So they give up $8 million that they're just going to throw away, okay? And they're going to give up a fifth rounder. I think they could, <laughs> they're not going to, first of all, they're not going to get that, okay? Brock Osweiler is good, okay? But the fact that a fifth-round draft pick as a kicker 
That's a fifth round draft pick has a chance of making the football team as much as me running the the fifty yard dash in less than twelve seconds. It's not going to happen. Okay, so I, that's why I'm sitting here thinking this actually will. Now, if they find a sucker that can go out and grab this trade, they better do it. Absolutely, but it it is a throwaway of a lot of money. But more so, if no one does it. This is not a bad idea for the Cleveland Browns. Brock Osweiler could lead this team. And I'm telling you, I think he can get the Browns six wins. Because let's be honest, the Browns got hardened on the other side, on the defensive side of the ball. They got a superstar that can lead the defense. They just need some kind of offensive help as well. And I think Brock Osweiler can do it. I'm not saying Brock Osweiler is a good quarterback by all stretch of the mean square, though. But he's not the worst in the NFL, although people want to put him there. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely not the the worst. Um, but it, it it goes back to finding a a, a fit for Osweiler. Um, who's going to want him? You think? Do you think San Francisco is going to take him? I mean, they already they already signed two quarterbacks in free agency, and and they have the number two pick overall. So if they're there's somebody that they're in love with, whether it's uh, Trubisky from North Carolina or Deshaun Watson or or whatever. Um, then I don't I don't see the 49ers taking him. Um, you know Cleveland doesn't want him, so that, I mean they're out of the picture. Uh, the Bears aren't going to go after him because they already signed their guy. I mean, you know I'm I'm just going through my head. All the teams that are that are top picks in the draft uh, are all the teams that need a quarterback, obviously. So I want to say number four is Jacksonville. Is it your Jaguars, Sonny? That is number four. In the draft? Uh, I don't know the draft number. I could be wrong. Yeah, I can't remember either. I don't have I don't have it off the top of my head, but, um, you know, I, they're, they're set with Blake Bortles if it is Jacksonville. Um, and, and rumor has it, and good luck if you're a Jets fan, uh, they're looking to sign Cutler. So they, they might be out of the Brock Osweiler market. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate. Like, you know, Cleveland says that they're shopping Osweiler. They don't want to keep him, but you might be right, Sonny. You might. I, mean, I think what, they want him. What's it going to hurt them? What's it going to hurt them to take, to hold on to him for one year? And if they Absolutely. don't like what they see from him after the one season, then you dump him like Houston did. I mean, that's Absolutely. the way it goes. I mean, I'm going to tell you right uh, now. I mean, I why think not? Cuervo, this is not a bad move for this football team. I mean, it, it's really uh, – he's an above-average quarterback, okay? Let's be honest. The guys that they've had there, not not even close to even being average. And, you know, Cody Kessler's situation, that's not an offense that is built for him. So, you know, I, that's the way I look at that situation as far as Kessler is concerned. Kessler could be the starter yet another year. But if you have a Brock Osweiler as a backup or, for, for all that matter, starting – it is not the worst move for this franchise. Now, there are many other franchises go, you don't want Brock Osweiler. You don't want anything to do with Brock Osweiler, without question. But the Browns, believe it or not, is an upgrade at the quarterback position right now. And that's Absolutely. what they need. Oh, yeah. And that's yes. what they need. Yes. You've got to make upgrades somewhere within your football team, especially at the deficiency spots that you have, that being the quarterback position. This is an upgrade. And not only that, Cuervo, I think it's a big upgrade, not a little. I think it's a huge upgrade. And now, again, I'm not saying that Brock Osweiler is a good quarterback. He's just above average. 
but God, that's what the Browns need. They need a team of above average players that maybe can take the next step to be great or good quarterbacks in reality or good football players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when, when you're a, you're a football team that doesn't have a, you don't have a solidified quarterback, which is the most important position, then, you know, you have to go with the best option that you can, you can get your hands on. And right now, come on, let's wake up Cleveland. Brock Osweiler is probably your best bet for now. Again, unless they're absolutely in love with one of these, with one of these guys in the draft uh, that they just, they just simply have to have. I wouldn't think so, they would be because Cody Kessler's better than any of them right now. Cody Kessler's got Sonny, NFL experience. I, 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 he's Sonny, he's you, better than any of them coming out of the draft right now. You have to remember, though, Sonny. You have to remember we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, this is true. I forgot. Team, you, you're right. He, how I could run their team better. After mistakes, <laughs> every, I'm telling you, you and I could run the, the Browns a whole lot yeah. better than, than the, the guys that are doing it right now. Because it's a, it's a sad state. They, are, they are defining insanity to a T. Absolutely. All big time. Well, you know, that it, it, so, it just goes to show you got to have the right people in the right spots to do the right things for your franchise and things of that sort. I think they tripped into this Brock Osweiler thing. I really do. Because uh, their intentions were never to keep them, like you said. So that'll be interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We have to take a break here on the Couch with Tay Sports Show. When we come back, let's get local. And I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And it's not just about Tony Romo, everybody. I'm telling you right now, I got, I've got the scoop on what's going to happen here in Dallas right here with a nobody as far as names are concerned, except right here in the Rowlett area. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys next season, and, I, and I'm not going to be wrong. We'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk your Dallas Cowboys. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors.
Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark, radio voice at your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. We are back here on a Sunday morning. That being said here on the couch, the table for so it's Johnny Clark, hardest working man in sports radio, along with the best co-host on the Sports Talk Radio, Adequate Team. We are talking to NFL. We're talking about the free agency, all of the great teams that see get ready as they get prepped. It's that for the draft, as the question is, is a big, big deal defensively this year, guys, or offensive line. Quarterback is not a big situation this year until teams get desperate or the media decide they're going to hype somebody. That's what's going to happen. You look at this talent, it's not there. So it's got to be offensive line and defense. Watch out. It'll be interesting. That having been said, Right here in Dallas, there is big, big stories going on. You know, first of all, before Thursday, it was that the Cowboys were going to release Tony Romo. Nah, didn't happen. Now they're going to trade Tony Romo. Sonny says, nah, that's not going to happen neither. I'm telling you right now, folks, I've been talking about a Cuervo can, can, uh, you know, verify what I've been saying a long time ago. Tony Romo's going nowhere, folks. 
And, and if you're under the impression that once you start listening to the media, let's let's look at the situation. Let's take the media out of it. I know that's hard to do because that's all you're getting is media. But when you look at Tony Romo and what he is doing, okay, what he has done for this organization, number one, Jerry Jones, if you're his guy, you're, he's loyal to you. I'm telling you right now, Jerry Jones has been a Tony Romo fan ever since they drafted this guy, and he became that golden boy for the Dallas Cowboys as far as breaking records, being the quarterback. This guy, folks, is going nowhere. Okay, straight out, he's going nowhere. Number one, I don't think he wants to go anywhere. Forget the fact that, you know, what's happening. I think that the, he doesn't want to pick up his – first of all, he's married to a beautiful woman who, who does the news right here. All right, she's not going nowhere. She's got a contract. She's staying here in Dallas. That means he picks up and goes someplace for eight months out of the year to play football. I don't think that's happening here. I just really don't think that Tony Romo is that guy. That having been said, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, regardless who starts, if it's Tony Romo or if you want to go ahead and turn it over to Dak, which is what they should do, you've got the best backup quarterback in the NFL. And the Dallas Cowboys, before Dak became this guy, had already planned on spending this money, Cuervo. They already planned it. Him throwing away money okay, is a everyday occurrence. And I'm talking about Jerry Jones. This guy throws away money like it, and for guys that don't matter. And out of all the guys that haven't mattered in the past, why worry about the money you're giving to a potential starting quarterback in Tony Romo? You've got to get, if they trade this guy Cuervo, which I don't think they will, but it's not going to happen until after the preseason when one of the major quarterbacks out of the teams that are out there that have major quarterbacks, it's not going to happen until that happens. There's not enough trade out there as far as anything because of the desperation of a team that loses their starting quarterback that's worth the garbage. And, I, and I'll just throw it out. Let's say Andy Dalton gets hurt. Now, granted, it's cold weather, and I get that it's not a Tony Romo deal. I get it. But that's what I'm talking about. If the, if the Bengals lost Andy Dalton at the quarterback position, they become desperate, and that means they're going to get more for a Tony Romo. So if anybody thinks that Tony Romo is going anywhere before the first preseason game or before training camp, I think they've lost their mind, Cuervo. They're not looking at what, what Jerry Jones is as an owner and what he has done in his past of just throwing away money. Why worry about the amount of money that you're throwing away on a backup quarterback when you've got a Tony Romo Cuervo? Yeah, you know, Sonny, I'm starting to uh, uh, believe more and more of what you're saying. And not that, not that you don't know what you're talking about because you definitely, uh, because you're the hardest working man in sports. So, when you're the hardest this is true. man, you obviously you obviously know what you're saying, what you're talking about. But at times we do tend to disagree on certain things, and and this is one of the things that we disagreed on. Um, I thought wholeheartedly, and I and and a little bit of me still believes that Tony Romo is going to wind up a New York Jet. Yeah. However, now that I'm hearing all this interest. And again, God help you, Jet fans, if you wind up signing Jay Cutler. 
uh, I know firsthand. Uh, call me or email me if if, if you really want to know. Uh, but <laughs> but no, in, in in all honesty, I mean, <clears throat> I I think I've been hearing a lot of the same thing. You know, Dallas is going to hold on to Romo. I don't know if they're actually going to keep him, but they're going to hold on to him until he you know, gains more value. And the way that's going to happen, and, and, and I don't think Dallas is wishing this on anybody, but you have, to, you have to go back and look at teams in the past few years, what has been a trend in training camp? Injuries, yep. major injuries. You look at the Minnesota Vikings last year. Sam Bradford yeah. was an afterthought until Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Then what happened? The Eagles got a first-round pick for Sam Bradford because his value went through the roof, Tony. Now, that Sam Bradford, imagine Sam Bradford. Tony Romo's value. Imagine Absolutely. what Tony Romo would be worth to a team like Cincinnati, where not only would they lose Andy Dalton if he, got, if he was to get injured, but they're also talking about letting A.J. McCarron walk. If you if that happens, Sonny, what do what do the Bengals do from there? Let, let's just Big play time. the scenario out. So yes. so McCarron leaves, right? Let's say McCarron, you know, just just an example. He signs with the Jets. Now he's the Jets quarterback. AJ McCarron, that's his home now. Andy Dalton comes into training camp and something happens. You know, he gets hit the wrong A way. Fluke. Whatever. Where do the Bengals go from there? Absolutely, the draft is over. You, you don't yep. you can't you can't draft anybody anymore. Like that's just not going to happen. So now Cincinnati's on the phone with Dallas. Hey Jerry, what's it going to take to get Romo from you? Oh, well, uh, it's going to take a first round want, pick. Yeah, a first round pick. I, yeah, I, I want a first and a third. You think Cincinnati's going to get that up? <laughs> You bet your ass they in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. A first and a third round. Is that all you want, Jerry? Are you are you are you pulling my 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 leg right now? Is that all of it? That's all. It, that's all you want. Okay. Deal. Deal. Breaking news. Bengals acquired Tony Romo from from the Dallas Cowboys for a first and a third round pick. Done. Quickly. And that's how quick. Tony Romo's value could go through the roof. So, with that being said, Sonny, now that things are starting to play out the way that I, I, I kind of tend to you know, side with you on this and that they're, they're going to keep him, but they're going to keep him as trade bait to see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, in training camps. It's good business. So, I mean, you're talking about the NFL and Cuervo. They can walk from one field to the next. Okay, and hurt themselves, i.e., you know, we've heard that story before. I mean, as fragile as some quarterbacks are in training camp, or for all that matters, taking a Tony Romo hit, for God's sake. I mean, remember Tony Romo yeah. got hurt in a preseason game. That is where the value of Tony Romo comes. And the great thing about the Dallas Cowboys it doesn't matter. You keep them. You got the best backup quarterback in the NFL, and you were going to throw that money away anyway. 
So it don't matter. Just because Dak is making money on the rookie contract doesn't mean that just because he would have been a backup quarterback if Tony Romo was but out Tony, on the football field. You were throwing that money away anyway. There's no difference hmm. except but, the fact that they got W's up underneath their belt. You know, and that's the beauty of it, Sonny. Yes, Dak is on his rookie contract, but don't forget, this guy was a fourth-round draft pick. So you know what he's making? You know what his salary is? It's nothing. Peanuts. It's nothing. So nothing. Right now, Dallas, that's Dallas why, is that's in a why it makes situation. sense, Cuervo. That's why it makes sense because yeah. if you look at the if you look at the forty-two million dollar contract of Tony Romo, if that if that's what it is, I, I'm just going off a of memory, but it's in the forties. Split it up between two guys. It's $20 million a piece. And the Dallas Cowboys, three years ago, were wishing they had a backup quarterback. This is a football team right now that is so desperate and realize the importance and the value. And that value, even though it's so crazy, I mean, it tips the scale so much that you don't pay a backup quarterback that kind of money unless you're the Dallas Cowboys who – went through a season without a real backup. This, the value of this position is 1A, possibly 3. You get your value from your starter. They're not paying anything for him. Who cares that you're paying Tony Romo in a backup court? So what are they, they going to get made fun of? When have the Dallas Cowboys been made fun of? This is the right move for the Dallas Cowboys. The right move is you keep Tony Romo. The right move is you go up to Tony and go, you know, we've been posturing for a long time just to see what could happen. But the simple fact of the matter is, Tony, we can't let you go because there will always be something that comes out of just the negotiations or the rumors or whatever, but it doesn't include them. This Dallas Cowboy team can ill afford a backup quarterback being gone as far as the way the franchise works, Cuervo. Jerry Jones made it a point. I'm going to put a winning football field a team out on the football field. You don't get that if you lose Tony Romo. I'm sorry you don't. Okay? Tony Romo is a very important cog, piece of the puzzle, if you will, for the Dallas Cowboys to be well, successful next season. And here's the reason why. It has nothing to do with Dak Prescott getting hurt. Although if that's a problem, it even gets worse. The Dallas Cowboys have been taking a killing in free agency. They lost their defense of players that played way over, and I'm talking way over their value, way over their prospective work, and they lost almost all of them, Cuervo. Barry Church, gone. That's a big hit for this football team. There are a lot of football players that have left the free agency on the defensive side of the ball that you wish you could have kept there. You're losing too much from just your average defense that played above the average to keep them in football games, Cuervo. And the fact, if you're going to lose somebody, you need a backup quarterback that if that does get hurt, that can score points. And Tony Romo is that guy. You can say whatever you want. That guy can throw the ball and he can score points because you're going to have to because the Dallas Cowboys – I'm going to tell you right now, they're not winning the NFC East. Granted, the guys that they lost are not great, but they were cogs. They were pieces to the puzzle. 
and they're losing too much defensively with these average guys. Now, granted, they're going for the money. You can't blame them. But losing, I think losing Barry Church is a big one for them in reality. But all the losses that they've lost on the defensive side of the ball, Cuervo, is a major hit for a side of the ball that we're not even talking about as far as the Dallas Cowboys, except for the fact they, they need a pass rusher. Yeah, they do, and, and, and I mean, I, I think they need a corner, too. They need a guy that can shut mm-hmm. down your best receiver, especially now. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about this yet. Now you look at the New York Giants, you got to deal with Beckham and Brandon Marshall. Yeah. And you, you better you better get you a shutdown corner quick. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Deion Sanders, he ain't, he ain't turning the clock 30 years, so you ain't getting him back. So you yep. forget about that one, but. You know, um, I, I mean, in reality, it, it, it's a matter of, uh, you know, yeah, they do need a lot of help on defense, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, what direction they go in, in the draft. I would assume they're going to go defensive, heavy defensive. They have to go corner. heavy. They have to. So, I'm, yeah, I mean, we said that last year too, though, Sonny, and we're like, oh, Joey Bosa is going to be the pick. And then San Diego ruined it by taking him number three overall. But here's the question. Let's say that didn't happen and Bosa was still available. Do you really think the Cowboys would have taken uh, uh, Bosa with that pick? I, don't, I, I think they had their, their mind made up already. They were just hoping I nobody would so. take it. I think you're Elliott. right. So, you know, that, with that said, um, <sighs> Uh, my only question now Sonny, is if Tony Romo is going to stick around, if he is going to be the backup and, and, and they're not going to move, then why the hell did he post that video on Instagram about, hey, thanks for everything. You know, I, I love being your quarterback. This and that. Was it a gimmick? Did Jerry say, hey, posturing at the, the video like this? Posture. Posturing. Making and then he comes back and he's back to being a hero, especially when Dak Prescott goes down. I'm telling you, this is a story that. Listen, this is a men's soap opera right here. I'm telling you, what's going on down here in Dallas is the biggest set of posturing that you can get. And remember, it's all about posturing up until draft day, Cuervo. Right? I mean, everybody postures. They all day. I got. We got our eye on this. They haven't. They got their eye on that. I mean. They'll say whatever the media thinks that they want to hear um, as far as that. that's why I don't like listening to the media up three days before the draft, because half of the crap they say is, is really irrelevant. But I'm going to tell you the, the, these losses defensively on the defensive side of the ball, I'm trying to get there. Barry, Barry church was in the one uh, Brandon Carr. He's gone. Um, it, it, just, some, just some of the guys that stepped up when they should have had better players. That and it's going to be my point as well, Cuervo. The, the Dallas Cowboys had no business being good as defensively as they were last year. And they weren't great. They were keeping them in football games, making the play when they had to happen. Uh, you know, the Jaguars picking up a great pickup for that football team, without question. Um, you know, and, and now the other guys that they lost, some at Brandon Carr, granted, okay. He winded his way out of Dallas, okay? But he got the big money when he came here. But he still has something, okay? Now, he got a five-year, $50 million contract in 2012, okay? 
as an unrestricted free agent, okay? Uh, the Cowboys, they lose, they don't have to pay a $24.7 uh, million in guarantee that they had with them. But, you know, these guys that they lost on the defensive side of the ball is going to be, it's going to really be obvious because if they don't, and here's the thing, if they don't fill those shoes with good players, at least of their value or their talent level, this defense that wasn't the worst in the NFL, okay, it's going to get worse. And they, and they just can't afford that. The Cowboys right now, they're ranked 11th in free agency back in 2012. They committed $87.6 million to nine agents in 2012. Okay, They were 23rd in 2013 with 11. Okay, Now, if you go to 2014, they pop it back up to $44 million on 17 free agents. Then they were 23rd in 2015 with $38 million. So with the 16 free agents and the last season, they spent $48 million in free agency. Okay, those numbers, and that was for 11 of them. So in the free agent market that is going on right now, if the Dallas Cowboys don't make a splash or at least grab some guys – Defensively, this team is going to get worse. That means Dak Prescott's got to play better than he did last year, which if you expect him to play better than last year, you're crazy. But the defense might make it a necessity, Cuervo. So that being said, here it is. Brandon Carr, Barry Church, Morris Claiborne, Jonathan Cooper, Jack Crawford, Ryan Davis, these are guys, well, Jonathan Cooper's on offensive right, so they got to replace that. But all the other guys I mentioned, those were defensive players. Escobar, he's gone. So you, when you look at this football team, you lost guys, Escobar being the to- uh, tight end. You know, you're losing a lot of guys. You're going to have to go spend some money in free agency, Cuervo. It, it, it might get really ugly. Well, I mean, they have to get the right guys, too. You can't just sign free agents just to sign them. Uh, You know, I I think that when it comes to the Cowboys, you know, based off of what you were just saying, Sonny, they they don't know how they want to build their team. Because one year, they're big on free agent signing. Then the next year, they're not big on free agent signing. Yep. Go back to being big. How are we building this team? Is it through the draft? Is it through free agency? Is it through trading? Is it how are we doing this? Is it, or are we just going on the fly? Like you know, when you talk about certain teams, the the Steelers, the Packers, the Eagles, the uh, uh, you know the Patriots, they yes. build through the draft. They don't really do free agency. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys one year. They're drafting. The next year, they're signing free agents. The next year, then the next year, they're signing free agents again. Then they go back to drafting. I mean, it's it's back and forth, Sonny. And and I think what what you're really seeing is 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 a it's a really interesting, I guess, mixture of young guys yep. and older guys. Yeah. And. The, you know, and I don't know if that really affects the chemistry of the football team itself. 
But I think it <clears throat> it's failing to give the Cowboys the identity that I think they're looking for. I, I agree with you. Team they are. You know, are are they are they a, a build? You know, a, a young team that is building for the future. Are they a try and win now? Which one is it? Because <clears throat> if it's a if it's a build for the future, well, they're in the right direction. I mean, you, you get yep. you get Zeke Elliott, you get you get uh, uh, Dak Prescott. You know, you get these guys. Now, where do you go from here? Where's the encore at? What are they going to do for an encore here? Are they going to are they going to go with a big a big time uh, you know uh, uh, rookie? Are that I tell you, Miles Garrett, the number one, the guy that's supposed to be the number one pick, he has expressed that he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. So how do the Cowboys respond to that? You know, uh, there's only so much that, that or Cowboys is it just can do with that unless they trade up Cuervo. And, and how far would they have to go to get that guy is another big story unless they trade for him after he's, you know, drafted, which we haven't seen that since Eli Manning and the Chargers. I'll tell you what, though, Sonny. I'll tell you what. What are you losing if you trade up? What are you losing? Some, uh, maybe a, Maybe one or two draft picks? Let me tell you, we were thirteen and three last year. You yeah, know, and, and then you get the pass rusher that you want, the best that's available, the one, the guy that wants you and that you should want. I mean, to me, I think if a team is willing to trade with you, and and, and Dallas wants to go that far up, <clears throat> yeah, they may lose some draft picks, but damn, you were thirteen and three last year. Losing a couple of draft picks, you really think that's going to affect your football team? Heck no. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking way off, but I think if if the best pass rusher, best you know, uh, football player in some people's opinion in the draft wants to go to my team, I'm going to make it happen. I may not broadcast it. And maybe that's what Dallas is doing too. They're not letting it be known, but then maybe they're trying to work something out to move up in the draft and get this guy. But I'm going to make it happen because, especially if it's the one thing that they need. Um, I mean, you know, the cow the Cowboys are the one team that have been, you know, just foaming at the mouth for a championship. And, yeah, I mean, it's 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 what we've talked about in the past, Sonny. You know when. The Cowboys are that team that, you know, you hold yourself to the higher standard and you have to uphold it. So, you know, if you're one or two guys away, you make it happen and, and uphold that standard. That's, you know, just just my opinion, though. Well, Cuervo, I, I think there's an answer to the question. In reality, Demarcus Ware. Guy's a free agent. Now he wants more money from the Dallas Cowboys, and that stems from the fact that he was disrespected and the reason why he went to Denver in the first place. So there's a certain amount of money that the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to get up off of the, in order to get to markets. Now the Packers have expressed uh, interest since they lose Peppers. Um, quite if they lost him or if they, I'm not sure if they lost him completely or not. But they did. Uh, I think. 
Yeah. So they want they want Demarcus Ware, and and he he'll go to the Packers for less. I'm telling you right now, he will because he 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 does have. But if you're Jerry Jones, sometimes you just got to write the check. And believe me, it, it's no sweat. It is really no sweat if you're going to get the guys that you need. The Dallas Cowboys, they needed a pass rusher from week one last year. And they, and it definitely showed this year. I mean, they, they got no pressure on the quarterback at all. And they get, you know, and now granted, they had Dak Prescott playing as well. There were a couple of games they ended up winning that they may, might not should have, that one being up in Green Bay. Um, you're talking about a team that desperately has got some holes defensively. The Dallas Cowboys, if they don't fill them well, they're going to finish. They're not going to make the playoffs, Cuervo. Yeah, you heard it from me right now. Everybody's talking about how great the Dallas Cowboys are. Okay, but you're talking about a team that overachieved defensively. Okay, now you got a quarterback position. If you get rid of Tony Romo, it's going to be worse. They won't make the playoffs. Because you still don't know what you get with a sophomore slump coming from Dak Prescott. I'm sorry, it's there. There's film now. And the I'm going to tell you right now, defensive coordinators are going to figure this kid out. Now, I'm not saying he's going to fall into a sophomore slump that we've seen in, in the past. But I'm going to tell you right now, this Dallas Cowboys team, with what they're losing defensively, and if they don't fill the holes properly, they're going to miss the playoffs. Okay, so you talk about the 13-3 wonderful record that they had last year. It will become quickly irrelevant, Cuervo. This is the football team of the ages. Like everybody's talking about, they have got to fill those holes. And I'm telling you right now, even though Claiborne, Carr, and Church weren't the best, they were above average, and they better do something about it. Not only that, those guys played together. So they had the chemistry. They've been playing together for a long time. So the fact that you're talking about just filling the holes with somebody, you've got to find somewhere where you can develop some chemistry with some players. And it's got to be quickly, Cuervo. The Dallas Cowboys are in trouble. Everybody is saying how, oh, they're the Super Bowl favorites. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, especially defensively, they are in a lot of trouble. And if you want to ride high on the happy-go-lucky, wonderful local talk stars uh, and the national news out there for the Dallas Cowboys, oh, they're a shoe-in for the playoffs. I'm going to tell you right now they're not. And right before we even get into the main meat of free agency, they better start making some moves or they're going to be way behind the eight ball before too long. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, they, they can't hesitate. I mean, this is their opportunity to really uh, <clears throat> take control of the NFC. In reality, I mean, yeah, be wrong. You know, I mean, Atlanta. Atlanta had a great season, and, and uh, not taking anything away from what the Falcons did, and they represented the NFC in the Super Bowl and whatnot. But you know, at the same time, it could have easily been the Cowboys. You know, and yes, as long Should as they can yeah, as long as they can address the the one or two needs that the that they truly have, then it wouldn't surprise me if it is the Cowboys next year. But where well, it's not just one or two, three, it's, it's not one or two places on the defensive side of the ball that they're going to be they're lacking. They lost four free agents that made plays, game in, game out on the defensive side of the ball without a pass rusher. They're down. Five players right now, Cuervo, including the pass rusher. They're down five players on the defensive side of the ball. And 
they've got to figure out how they're going to fill that hole. Those five holes, that, that is a strainer. You might as well be spaghetti if you're yeah, – you, you, there's too many holes on the defensive side of the ball for this football team right now. Everybody's ignoring it. I'm telling you right now, that defense is going to be the problem. And then what happens? The defense gets lacking. Okay, and Dak Prescott, as amazing as he is, is not going to be able to keep up with him, Cuervo. That's going to be the big story this season in Dallas. Will Dak Prescott be able to get the touchdown that they need to get the victory because they got far behind? Look what they did in that playoff game. He had to bring him back from behind. With that average defense, Cuervo, with the average defense, he brought him back and damn near won that playoff game for him. Now you lose four key players defensively, starters, and you don't have a pass rusher, they're five behind the eight ball already, and they, they, they better do something about it really quick. Or the love that the Dallas Cowboys are having right here locally, that you'll lose that love and feeling really, really quick as far as your love for the Dallas Cowboys if they start off the way I think they are. And not only that, Cuervo, you can say whatever you want about the NFC East. I think it's one of the toughest in football. I mean, you're talking about teams eight and eight getting in. That's because they beat each other up in this division each and every year. Nine and seven makes the playoffs. Why? Because they beat the hell out of each other within the division. Six games of the 17, and usually the game that decides whether or not a a team's going to make it into the playoffs, take away last season, is the game within the division. And they got to somehow, if Eli Manning decides to get the ball to, to Marshall, he's got another weapon. He's got a one-two weapon, uh, Eli Manning. And if Eli Manning can't get the job done with what he's got going on there, he's going to be exposed that I've exposed him years ago. The Eagles are always a tough football team to play. And I don't know, is Kirk Cousins the answer up in Washington that he signs his, you know, he signs his uh, – uh, franchise tag contract, so he's back and ready to go. This is a tough division for them to be lacking on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, it's remain. It's going to remain to be seen uh, if Kirk Cousins even stays in Washington. Um, you know, he signed well, he the, he signed the tag. franchise tag, didn't he? Yeah, he. Someone may grab him up. Yeah, he signed it. Exactly. Somebody may grab him up. Somebody may grab him up, and it, and it may be, uh, you know, it may be the San Francisco Forty ers I mean, who knows? But didn't they get three? But, um, didn't they get? Didn't they get two quarterbacks, San Francisco? They did. They did. But my my thinking is, if they're going to go after Cousins, those guys are just for depth. Really, I mean, in reality. I mean, are you going to win with Matt Barkley? Are you going to win with Brian Hoyer? I'll tell you, the, as a Bears fan, I'm going to tell you right now, the answer to that is no. You're not going Absolutely. to. Absolutely. You may, you may be able to survive a season with them, but is it, is it a long-term answer? Is Matt Barkley a long-term answer? Is, Back up <laughs> is Brian Hoyer a long-term yeah, right. answer? The answer is yeah. no way. So, Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, though. I, I, I'm really curious to see how – the 49ers are going to redo this thing. Um, you want to talk about a franchise with history? The 49ers are right there with with the greats 
uh, great franchises in the history of the NFL. Yes. Um, I mean that 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 the, the run that they had in the '80s is one of the one of the most historic runs we're ever going to see in the history of this game. So, yep. You know, in reality, it's like you have to think about that and and to not. Uh, I mean, you're never going to get back to what what it was then, but to to allow a franchise like that to be ran and to play as poorly as they are right now. Yes. You should, you should really look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, what, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. I mean, you have an opportunity to, to be a part of a franchise with, with greats that have come through there, such as Steve Young, the great Bill Walsh as their head coach. I mean, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, there's a long list that got Ronnie Lott. I mean, that is that is some history right there, Sonny. And they won four Super Bowls in the '80s alone. So, you know, to to allow that franchise to fall apart like it has in the past, you know, four or five years after Jim Harbaugh left, um, it, it's pretty sad to see. It's sad to see that. It, it is. It, it, um, it's hugely. And, and Cuervo, you look at you look at a football team, okay? That is the storied franchise that you're talking about, without question. The 49ers are who they are. This is when you say 49, but this is a totally different team with the new ownership compared back into the 80s. It's totally different. Now I'm going to put it out there. The fact that those moves were made at the quarterback position tells me right away John Lynch can't do this job. I know that sounds horrible to say because I I love John Lynch. I love him. I love him as a football player. I love him as a football analysis. Uh, but, But the fact that they went out and grabbed these guys tells me right away that this guy is, has no clue. Now, granted, I mean, if you're looking to he, – he grabs up Barkley, you know, I, I don't know. It may be that. But the fact that they signed up Brian Hoyer, okay, and I'm telling you right now, I've been, I've been, I've been all over Brian Hoyer for the last, what, five years, Cuervo? This guy, what has he done in five years that thinks up? Oh, 49ers being the franchise story, uh, the, the story franchise that we are. Yeah, Brian Hoyer is, is, is an idea. It tells me the stupidity that's coming from John Lynch. Yeah, I said it. This guy doesn't have a clue. And I don't care whatever you want. You can talk about you know, his experience as a starter and all this other crap. But I'm telling you right now, you might as well grab up a second-year quarterback and you get the same guy, and never mind the fact that you don't get the tarnished name that you get with Brian Hoyer. Uh, the 49ers are in a lot of trouble with John Lynch as the GM. I'm telling you, they – they they have nobody that they can be looking at that's going to be taking them seriously with making moves like this, Cuervo. And so when you do have that guy who wants to sign, you know, and you got the money and everything else, and you go, well, what did they do in free agent? What uh, Brian Hoyer, Barkley? What? No one's going to want to go there, Cuervo, with stupid signings like this. It affects 
how, how your future to bring in talent to this football team is. And I'm sorry, I'd fire John Lynch. You would fire him? He just got hired, Sonny. Huh? So he just got hired, Sonny. You're going you're gonna to let him I'd go fire already? Him. Absolutely. With those two <laughs> stupid moves at the quarterback position, for God's sake. I, what, what, I'd walk into his office and say, Brian Hoyer, that alone, that alone right there requires you to get fired. Good God, Cuervo, how many times do you have to retread the tire that's Brian Hoyer to realize this guy sucks? I mean, really? I mean, come on. What has he done in the last – I've been bashing it for five years, right, Cuervo? All right, five years I've been all over Brian Hoyer. Okay, and John Lynch goes out and signs him. That I mean, that signing alone, it almost requires him to get fired as the GM for the 49ers. And because of that kind of move, guys that want to come to this franchise might not. Because what are they making these moves? Who are these guys? Brian Hoyer? Who else are they going to go ahead and retrain? They, they might as well sign Tim Tebow. And you know I'm a Tebow fan, but he couldn't play today. You might as well sign him. This is it's bad moves. He does. He does. Just the move right there requires him to be fired, Cuervo. I know I sound a little bit rough on him, but I'm going to tell you right now, this, this was a horrible move for this franchise. Yeah, I mean, they might as well, they might as well take Jay Cutler, too, while they're at it. Exactly. Uh, they should have got out of all of them. I I would have. I might. I might have understood a Jay Cutler. I might have understood that Cuervo. Okay, that it makes more sense than Ryan Hoyer and Barkley. Now Barkley, I get. I get a little bit because of the future. What he can be. We don't know what Barkley is right now. Okay, bring him back. If I'm not mistaken, he is a Southern California boy. Bring him back. I get that. But the the height the. The signing of Brian Hoyer, even if he's a throwaway camp guy, is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah. I don't know, Sonny. I mean, he's been on the job for like uh, you know a week now or something like that. Two yeah, weeks, I, so. yeah. Needs to be gone. And the first week will The first week will tell you what the future holds. <laughs> No, I tell you, no, no, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you when you're going to know, Sonny. As a 49ers fan, you're going to know when the day of the draft, with the second pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. From there, whatever name comes up, then then you're going to know, okay, we're in trouble. We made a huge mistake. Hiring an analyst as a GM. Yep. A broadcaster as a GM. And I love, I love him. I love, I I can sit and listen to this guy talk football all day long. But putting talent together enough for a storied franchise. This job is a John Lynch taking a job like this is a Cleveland Brown job. Okay. It's not a 49er job, okay? You don't, if you're a storied franchise, which tells me something about the new regime up there. It tells me they don't have a clue. I, again, love John Lynch, but you don't hire a John Lynch 
to turn around your story franchise to make you relevant. Not only that, Cuervo, their division is brutal. The Rams decide to get better. Their division is brutal. You've got the Cardinals. They're always going to be there. The Seahawks, hey, say what you want, but you still got to battle them a couple of times in a year. Uh, you know, I, th- this is a brutal, stupid hiring. You find a football guy to get the job done. If, you get, if you're going to turn around a franchise, you don't do it with a guy that has zero experience, and you're a storied franchise. You want to do that? And you're the Cleveland Browns. I accept that all day long. But if you're the forty, if you're the Cowboys, 49ers, Packers, um, uh, to a certain extent, obviously the Patriots, uh, the Steelers, you don't get that job. You don't get that job. You, there's only so many Jason Garretts out there, which, by the way, should have never got the Dallas Cowboy job. There's only so many guys that can go in there and make an impact the right way for your franchise. When you get a when you get a John Lynch, you're going to miss the first year on at least half, if not more, of whoever you're going to bring in out on the football field because the guy well, is not a football guy. Yeah, I mean, and it's hard to judge right now, Sonny. I mean, he's, like I said, he's been on the job for two. With a head coach, it's a little different. Yeah, you can judge after a season. But, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, GMs, it's going to take, take a little bit of time you know, before uh, you really know, like, what type of GM this guy is going to be. Um, you know, right now, I mean, with the, with the Bears, this is going to be Ryan Pace's, uh, I want to say, second year. Uh, this guy, what I what I like about him is he he seems like the type he doesn't go for the big name uh, because he looks for value in players and and I like that um, you know at the same time though I think when it comes to certain needs if you have the opportunity to pounce on a big time player a guy that's going to be an impact player like and make it make an impact right away then I think you I think you go ahead and you do that you get that guy but. It seems like he's he's the type that uh, you know looks for value in players, and that's good. You know, don't overpay for for certain guys, but uh, you yeah. know, uh, I mean, John, John, I mean, unless there's a plan to get another quarter, a third quarterback, um, if, and if it doesn't happen, then I'm worrying. And again, when the when the 49ers they announced their number two pick, if if it's one of those quarterbacks, if it is one of those quarterbacks, I think the 49ers are in trouble. Now, since we are talking free agency and everything, and there's so many things we've only touched on just the bare minimum because I wanted to beat up a couple of people here early in the show, uh, which is really good. I, I don't know. Are you saying full three or are you only on for two? I, I'm, I'm on as long as you want to talk, Sonny. I'm I'm going to be on for the full three hours and because there's so much news going on out there uh, as far as the, uh, the the free agency is concerned. It's a big big time. There's many stories, many signings. We hit on locals, you know, right here in Dallas. Then we pounded on a couple of our favorite teams, and of course our favorite uh, players that we love to pounce on, i.e., being Brian Hoyer. Love to be able to beat that guy around up every once in a while. 
That having been said, we're going to take a full look at some of the things that happened in free agency. A lot of guys moving everywhere, some big names moving everywhere. We'll explore that on the other side. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we love NFL football, obviously. We'll do more of that. Free agency speaking about where guys are going to end up and what they're going to do and how teams are going to improve or maybe not improve, maybe take the turn backward. We'll discuss more signings when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com that's Brian with a Y, not Nye Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com.
Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Alan Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. We are here and we are back here on a Sunday morning. That being said, on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Lots of news going on in free agency. We covered Chicago Bears. We looked at the Dallas Cowboys. Brutally beat them up. I think they're in line. Dallas Cowboys. I like what they did last year, and I'm not going to take anything from them. Rightfully, it should. But defensively, lost a lot of things. Let's go to some of the news that's out there as far as things that are going on. Will Tino Smith get an opportunity to back up? Oh, this this is great. <laughs> this, this, this is the classic move. The Giants, oh my God, they're, they're bad enough at the quarterback position. Yeah, I said it, Eli Manning is not a good quarterback. That's right. I said it. I don't care what his numbers are. He's seventh or eighth on the chart. Don't care. He's not a good quarterback. He's a fluke quarterback. Lucky to have one championship, if not two, or obviously two. But can will the new, this is a rumor that's going on, and it's being brought to you by one guy – that is in the now. I mean, you, you talk these ESPN guys. They know exactly what's going on, and they're hearing the story. But can you believe Geno Smith Cuervo could be a possibility that the Giants are going to do at the backup quarterback? This, this is a great story. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great story if you're a, if you're an Eagles fan, if you're a Redskins fan. If you're a Cowboys fan for all you, yep, all absolutely. Of your locals you hope he gets hurt. <laughs> well, not well. I mean, you got to hope that the Giants actually sign him first, and then you hope he like gets hurt. Because <laughs> then I don't know. You're like, oh, oh, we got the Giants win. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, and, and normally you shouldn't say that about certain guys, but Geno Smith is one of those guys. Now. That being said, Sonny, um, he does have some weapons. If it does happen, if that scenario was to actually happen, 
Um, that year, I mean, hell, I could I could win football games with Beckham and Brandon Marshall at my at my uh, disposal. So, you know, as, as, as much as we're making fun of Jalen uh, Smith, and I'm sure he'd he find a way to screw it up, but yeah, you got two big time receivers. Uh, one team. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive to have those oh, on the same team. B B and Marshall, big time, big time targets. Um, it, I I don't know. Oh, they end up mention, making, and not to mention the young guy Sterling Shepard, who's going to be a yes. good receiver. Yeah, uh, he's in, good in the next up and coming. Yeah, he, he's going to be good too. Real interesting. They also keep your eyes and ears open for that one because Sonny will be looking to pounce on that one when it happens. Some other news well, out there. Go ahead, Cuervo. We'll be, no, I'm sorry, Sonny. Before we move on, it's because this is really this is, I'm very intrigued by this. What do the Jets do? So let's say they, they do get rid of Geno Smith, right? They're not bringing Ryan Fitzpatrick back. We all know that. They get rid of Geno yeah. Smith. Now you have now, who do you have? You have Hackenberg, the Penn State kid, and you have Bryce Petty, the Baylor kid. You mean to tell me you're going to go into the season with those two guys? Bryce and Petty, you, baby. And you, thought that in, <laughs> and you thought the 49ers situation was bad. Oh, yeah. The Jets. Oh, boy, the Jets. That's a bad situation, too. Because <laughs> it's, it's New York. Okay. The Jets, as, a, as, as an organization, they're going to get eight up a lot. At least in San Francisco, you know, I mean, you got you got your little Niner fans. But it's not New York. It's not the media that New York presents. Good you don't point. have that in San Francisco. Sometimes half the media is like, oh, the Niners play today. Huh. Okay, well, I guess I should get to work, huh? Let me put my latte down and, and uh, you know, get to work. That's just how it is out here in California, you know. Lay uh, back, baby. You know, in, in in New York, it's it's a whole lot different. Like they're all over these these teams, and and somebody brought up an interesting point. Well, Rich Eisen actually brought because I listen to his show sometimes throughout the week. First of all, he's a Jets fan, and he is letting the Jets know for the for all that is holy. Please do not. Sign Jay Cutler, but if they do, <laughs> he got ate up in the Chicago media, Sonny. He got ate up in Chicago media. Imagine what they're going to do to him if he goes. He'll go to, to a mental loot institution. <laughs> Nobody likes me. That's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but you know what? He's probably just going to shrug his shoulders, like eh, whatever. Uh-huh. Nobody likes me. Hey, listen, I could I see I get Jay Cutler. I get him. I won't tell you the reason why. If I was making the money that I was making that Jay Cutler would be making, if I was making that, I'd be just like him. I'm sorry, because I, I maybe it's me and maybe it's my simplistic mind. You give me a half year salary, I'll live off the rest of my life three times. All right, yes, with what he makes. So you know, I think I get it. I think I understand it. I think if you got enough talent to where you can make, eh, you know, hey, we win great. I'm still bringing home twelve million. You know, I, I get it. And his wife is good, God, drop dead gorgeous. 
Okay. Um, so you better keep her happy. So, you know, cause she'll get half of whatever little bit he gets. So, you know, yeah, but I get right. his position. I get it. And I understand that. I'm not saying it's not right. I'm not saying it's good for it to be a quarterback to be that way. But hey, when you don't have a care in the world, and I'm sorry, if you're Jay Cutler, you don't have a care in the world. You don't care if you play again. You already pocket. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it should be grand theft of what he did in Chicago to pull all that money away. What was it, 75 million, Cuervo? Seven, was, it, was that the number? 75? Yeah, something like Wasn't that. It? Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, so I think yeah, it came up to $25 million a year. Uh, no, it wasn't that much. I think it was like 22 or 23. The point is it was a lot of, hell of a lot of money for a guy that, that just had a don't-care attitude. A lot of money. Yeah. Well, let's find out because now it's interesting. I thought he was getting paid $25 million. Um, so and so it, it's driving me insane. I've got to know. So I go to the trusty uh, area where he signs here. All right, here we go. He signed in January uh, 2014, a seven-year contract, $126.7 million with the Chicago Bears. In 2009, he signed a five-year deal worth 50 million. So in 2000, I mean, so this, uh, over the the terms, let me see here. I'll go back here. Hit this buddy right here. Here it is. All right. So this is what he made. He, by the way, folks that didn't know, he's been in Chicago since 2010. It's been a long seven years. Very long seven years. In 2010, he made seven million, eleven seven million, twelve seven million. Um, actually, mark that. That goes over to eight, eight point three million dollars first three years, and then in 2013, he signed the eight uh, eight point uh, mark that uh, the nine million dollar contract. Then 2014, this guy pumped down seventeen point five million. 2015. Fifteen point five million, and add five million on that for a signing bonus. Uh, so he actually made twenty million in two thousand and fifteen, and he made sixteen uh, sixteen million. So over the time, this guy has made over seventy five thousand or seven uh, seventy five million dollars since two thousand and ten, being a Chicago Bear. Craziness. Yeah, and. Oh, by the way, in 2010, when he went from Denver to Chicago, he made uh, he made 10 million there as well. Yeah, well, he was only worth about 10,000 for the performance. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, honestly, though, um, out of the what seven years he was in Chicago, two of them were he earned his paycheck. He earned his paycheck two out of those seven years. The odds are still not in your favor if you're if you're the organization, but that's what you got. You got two out of seven good solid years that you can honestly say Jay Cutler earned his paycheck that season. Yeah. So for all that it's worth, I mean, honestly, I'm just it's a breath of fresh air as a fan, Sonny. It really is. Yeah. 
know that he's over gone. ninety like, over ninety million he made in his his career Cuervo, and that 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 counts his rookie his rookie contract. Okay, he never made a lot of money, obviously, with his rookie contract and stuff like that. He made he made okay money. He wasn't one they were going after, let's just say. So he didn't get the money. Uh, he only he only got paid uh, two million bucks in reality his first season. Then after that, uh, they gave him an option bonus of seven million, but that wasn't part of his salary. That was a bonus. So in his first three years, as far as money that he made was three million bucks. So he's made over ninety million in his career, and eighty-seven million came from the Chicago uh, from the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of money, of money. But, and, and, and but, you got And you got to just say, okay, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of that. For ninety million bucks, like, huh, crazy. Lost. There's always next week. <laughs> yep. So okay. Yeah, but, right. but you know what? That, that goes to that goes to show you right there, Sonny. Even a guy like that got paid that much money. Yes. But that's just the value of the quarterback nowadays. Absolutely, you know I mean? good point you know, as far as the, the value is concerned. Yeah. So big time. So, you know, it's funny about that too. Speaking of, I don't know if you heard this story, but based on because of the salary that Glennon's getting in Chicago, now Aaron Rodgers is complaining about his salary. Like, really, dude? <laughs> really, dude? Aaron Rodgers should be the, the highest paid quarterback, quarterback in the already. NFL. Cuervo, he well, should be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He's not. And you know what? If they if they listen to Aaron and they're like, you know what, Aaron, you're right. We should restructure your contract. If that happens, then I don't want to hear a single complaint. And not that he really does it, but I don't want to hear any complaints from people about how the Packers need to get help for Aaron Rodgers because – he doesn't. He's not even willing to help himself by doing things like a Tom Brady does and taking a pay cut and making that sacrifice to say, you know what, I want to win one more, cha- at least one more championship before I would say I you should do that after two Cuervo, after two two championships. I would say that. I mean, because if you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady wasn't taking any pay cuts before the second Super Bowl. I get. I I, I see what you're saying. And I, I, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't. There's no way. I mean, he's what? Aaron Rodgers has got what? Another six years, Cuervo, at least. Mm. Another, another six years. Six, five, six five great really seasons. productive years. I, I'll tell you, I, the signing. I, I'm not a big Martellus Bennett fan, but that could help. Big oh time. God. Oh, big yeah, time. Come on, they can't keep anybody healthy at the tight end position. Okay? Now, I don't know. Maybe Bennett doesn't stay healthy either. Maybe it's a curse of the tight end. I mean, they can't keep a tight end healthy up there to save their life. Um, but 
I think it was a halfway decent signing. Another weapon. Not only that, he's a great blocker. If he doesn't catch the ball, which is not really what anybody should get with the Martellus Bennett, he's the best blocking tight end in the NFL, Cuervo. That's an opinion uh, that I have. I may be completely wrong or missing somebody. But the best blocking tight end in the NFL is Martellus Bennett, and he needs more time. Aaron Rodgers, okay, is running around like a chicken without a head in Green Bay. And the signing here, he gets a blocker. He's not going to use him for a tight end. Maybe they will use him as a weapon. I don't know. But they got him mainly to block. And if they expect him to catch a lot of balls, I think it's a mistake. Well, I mean, they might. But then again, they also signed Lance Kendricks, who's the former uh, Ram. So yes. I don't know what their plan is, who they're going to make a blocking tight end. Uh, one's a blocking tight end, one's a receiving tight end. They're both receiving yes. tight ends. Like, I'm not sure exactly what the plan is with that, but, um, you know, Green Bay got, got two guys in the past 48 hours uh, that, uh, that, that, you know, improved that position a lot. I mean, you're talking about one guy that has, you know, put up, Big numbers in a place like St. Louis. I mean, it's not. I don't. I don't know if he made a Pro Bowl, but um, he he put up Pro Bowl numbers. I mean, if you go back right. and look, and Kendrick. Yeah. And then obviously Martellus Bennett just you know just won a Super Bowl, so he brings that to the team. Um, you know, and, and you know at the same time, it makes me wonder though why is it, why didn't New England keep him? Because here's the thing, you think about this, Sonny. Gronk, Gronkowski, what, what have what have we gotten from him the past few years? Nothing but yes. injuries. And I know everybody loves Gronk. Okay, I get it. He's he's probably a cool guy to hang out with, you know, off the field and whatnot. And he gets all the girls, and that's all great. But let's talk about on the field. What are we getting from Gronk? The past two well, or three Rambo, years, he's missed Rambo, they, weren't gonna, they weren't going to pay Martellus $18 million to play this year. They got Gronk. Is that what he wanted? Is That's that what, what he, he wanted, got. $18 million? Yes. That's what they're saying. $18 million. And see, this is what it is. You know, you get a guy, and and you, if you're going to sign a guy for $18.4 million, Packers – um, didn't announce the terms, but ESPN's reporting that contract's worth 18.4. Listen, if ESPN has a smell of what it is, it's at least 18 million if it's not the 18.45. Okay, so they signed him for 18 million dollars. Okay, first of all, it's a ridiculous contract. Second of all, the Patriots weren't going to pay this guy 18 million bucks. He wasn't, he wasn't even coming close to making that kind of money there. I, I don't know what his contract was. It wasn't $18 million. For all that matters, I don't even think it was 10 Okay, this guy got a major, major uh, raise going, going over there. And I'll find out what that contract was that he signed up there in, in New England. But you know the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots don't spend money like that. They got Bennett at a cheap rate if they got, you know, however they got him. Uh, but I, I will tell you, you know, you know, Martellus Bennett, I think 
And not only that, and this is just what I've heard, is that he wasn't a locker room cancer, but he did um, – he wasn't, he wasn't necessarily a guy that was really, really fitting in with the, with the uh, Patriots' ideals. Okay, now whether that he, he felt like he needed more money, or as a guy who was complaining he wasn't getting the money, or whatever the case may, may case may be, but Martellus Bennett, okay, getting eighteen million dollars, I'm going to tell you right now, it was a huge, huge uh, number to give, and I, I they're absolutely ridiculous for signing them with that number. So. I'm going to find out what his contract is, but that that is a huge number. Well, if that's how much Green Bay signed him for, sending more power to them. <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> now the fact that you say he didn't fit in New England due possibly to his attitude, I'm shocked. I never <laughs> would have thought that. Who would have You're thought kidding. it? No, not not Martellus Bennett, not uh, the guy yeah, no. that calls himself, not the guy that calls himself Marty Saurus Rex on Twitter. Yeah. No, that's not the same <laughs> Martellus Bennett, right? It can't be. Yeah, that can't be the same guy. Oh wait, maybe it is the same guy that was slamming rookie defenses back when he was still in Chicago in a practice in training camp. Maybe that's the guy they're talking about, or the one that wanted to bash Jay Cutler after you know catching touchdowns from him for two seasons. I mean, he wasn't complaining then. Oh yeah, that is the same guy, isn't it? I'm telling you, Sonny, the guy's a punk, and his brother is too. These dudes, oh, these guys have oh, bad attitudes. Hey, I listen. You know, I interviewed him. I interviewed both. I of know them. They you. I remember that at the it, at the Mark Cuban softball tournament, right, or the yep. softball team that you went to. I remember that. Craziness, craziness. Yeah, I that, remember. That, uh, so I, you know, the total, the total, amount, and mark that it's not a year. It was eighteen million dollar for three years. So they actually kind of got him at a pretty, pretty good rate. So, but still, and, and no, mark that it, it's not what it is. Martellus Brennan, three years, $21 million with the Green Bay Packers. All right, and 18 was guaranteed. So that's where it's coming up. So, But still, that's a lot of money for this guy. I, I, it's it, it crazy numbers. I, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> I, and it, for, him, for him to end up getting that kind of contract, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, but the Packers need somebody to definitely block for him. There is no question about that. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, I mean especially, uh, you know, with the offensive line that, that's hit or miss in Green Bay, you know, they, they need all the help they can get. And they may they may wind up using Martellus Bennett for max protection and things like that. But I'm telling yeah. you, if that's, if that's the case, Aaron Rodgers uh, and the other leaders on that team, they better be ready. They better be ready for the attitude that comes with a guy like a Martellus Bennett. Yes, he's got the ring, and that's cool and all, but you better be ready for the other baggage that comes with him. The bad attitude, uh, wanting to pick fights with guys. like Yes. And, and, don't, don't, and don't tell me it's, oh, it's just him being competitive. No. No, that is not the case. I hate that. I hate that excuse. I hate that excuse. Yeah, it, it's, 
it's him. He's a punk. He is a punk. And I can't stand it. Well, so, and here's the deal. He he turned down seven million for a for the Pats uh, for the Pats uh, extension. He turned down seven million. All right. So and, and you know I I don't know. It, it's one of those things when you when you look at a guy and ask whether or not he's worth the money. And, and, and everybody's going to ask those questions. There's no question about that. But when you look at a Martellus Bennett, what he does, I, and you know. You know, he's making the same, pretty much the same money. He just decides to go somewhere. That tells you something, Cuervo. I mean, oh, it, the reason why. Okay, here's the reason why. He couldn't get the, the – he, they were only offering him out a one-year extension. That's the reason why he didn't want to stay there. So uh, with the signing of, of those, those contracts and everything else, where, where it is today – you know, he still goes to a Super Bowl contending team, so that's one thing. He's getting a little, he's getting more guaranteed money than what the Patriots would have done. So, I mean, it, he is a classic guy of, of following the money. Um, but yes, you're right, both of them, him and his brother. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, if you want to call him a punk, I think I'm right there with you. I don't necessarily like the guy, but. What the what the Green Bay Packers need to do is protect Aaron Rodgers, and this is, I mean, the money a little bit too much, but at the same time, free agency, like you said, people are going to spend a little bit more early so they can get their guy. And the reason, it, listen, the Green Bay Packers they don't need Martellus Bennett to catch the ball in order for him to be successful. They need someone to protect Aaron Rodgers so he can deliver the ball to whoever he's going to do it. Now, granted, that could be Martellus Bennett sometime, but. It, more in the fact of what we what have I been screaming about as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned over the, his career? This guy has too much weight on his shoulders. You've got to protect this guy if you're going to make him the guy that may, if you're going to make him a, a, a retread of Tom Brady, which is guys that make you know that carry the team on their shoulders. You got to get him the right kind of protection. You got to get him the right kind of teammates in order for him to put that much pressure on Aaron Rodgers to be the great quarterback that they expect him to be and winning more Super Bowls. Well, and here's the problem with that, though, Sonny. It comes back to what I'm saying. If he's, if he's, if he's going public talking about, he's, you know, that he should get more money because of he's worried about what Mike Glennon got from the Bears, yes. then, then don't complain about getting that you need extra protection because – now you're putting the, your team, your franchise, in a situation where you want to get paid, but you also want help. Like, so which one is it? Like, that's just the LeBron James thing, where he was complaining about he wasn't getting enough help. Uh, but, dude, you, but, but at the same time, you want a max contract. So, so which, which, what's your motivation? Is it, is it to be better and win a championship, or is it I want to get paid but at the same time, you, know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You you, you yeah. have to sacrifice somewhere. Yeah. And, to, to and, and here's the problem with him contract. sacrificing. He's, he's not making any money outside the contract. This is not a marketable guy, Cuervo. That hurts him too. Who? And that's Who's the reason that? why Who? he had to take the money. Who, Aaron Rodgers? No, Martellus Bennett. 
Oh, but well, when you're again, I mean, uh, uh, can you see Martellus Bennett in a State Farm commercial? What do you expect? <laughs> and maybe, maybe they'll maybe they'll do one together. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I guess maybe. Seen, right? Maybe you never know. The interesting, interesting move though. Another big move. The Patriots, you know, they can care less if they lose a Martellus Bennett. You know, because they pick up a wide receiver, which, by the way, really underrated wide receiver. But the Patriots know his value. They overpay a little bit because the Patriots don't care if they get the draft pick. Okay, the Patriots have been successful not because they've been drafting everybody out of college. Okay, just not the last time that that was really successful. Cuervo, Tom Brady out of Michigan. Okay, the rest of them, you know, really they're 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 draft picks and stuff like that. They're not, you know, cornerstones. Okay, the cornerstones are already there. You know, so them but them going out to get. I, I I'll tell you, I think they might have. Any other team in the NFL, Cuervo, I think they gave too much to get Brandon Cooks. Now, Brandon Cooks is a badass. There's no question about that. But they give up a first and a third for this guy. I don't know. That's that's a big give up. But if you're the Patriots, you know, it's about normal. They don't care. They'll figure out something else if they, you know, in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What did they say, Sonny? The rich get richer? And that's what you got with uh, with the Patriots. Would they they pick up a one of the top? I don't know. I guess you can make the top argument five. What, top fifteen. Uh, top I, I think I, in, in the game. I think he could be. I, I think he could be top five. I, he's probably top ten right now. Um, but I think he could be a top five. I mean, and, and let's, let's be honest. Drew Brees didn't hit him as much as he could have too, which is another thing. Um, because they couldn't protect him. He was running around like a chicken without a head. I think he could have hit him more. Um, so, and, and that, that's a, this is a big loss for the Saints. Huge loss for the Saints, because this, this guy was your future. I mean, you're going to lose Drew Brees sooner or later, okay? You needed a guy, and I think Brandon Cooks could have been that guy, uh, to keep right there. For Drew Brees to be successful, this is a huge loss for that franchise over there, and in, in in as far as the Saints are concerned. Yeah, so I mean, now now the question is, what is the, what are the Saints going to do with this pick? Do they get a first rounder? They get a third rounder, which is great, you know, good for them, awesome. Now you have two first round picks, right? What's yes. the plan? What are we doing with those? Are we getting a receiver? Or are we going to Maybe try and flip flip all these picks and and move up in the draft and get Mike Williams out of uh, Clemson. Like, what's the what's the plan, guys? You know, I mean, cool. You got you, you know you got another draft pick, but you better do something with it. Uh, That's just, the huge thing. I mean, if they miss it, on, I, listen, Cuervo. If they don't fill that hole, that is a huge miss for the Saints. A huge miss. Sure. So you're right. Yeah, they, pulling that first-round draft pick, they better get somebody. Well, they better draft a receiver. That's Absolutely. If you're going to trade away your best receiver on your team, then you better draft somebody that's going to replace him. Because if you turn around and you use that pick and you draft a corner or a uh, you know, a linebacker or offensive lineman, which, which the Saints need one of those two. 
um, then you've then you've completely wasted uh, a pick on something that yes you need it, but at the same time, you know you you got rid of your best receiver, your best weapon, offensively right. for that pick. It only makes sense to use it on the guy that you feel is going to replace that weapon. And, it, and they leave Ingram by himself, Ramel. Yeah, which leads me to believe that it could be Mike Williams out of Clemson, or it could be, uh, you know, one of these other. Uh, I mean, God, would what about what if they get another speedy guy like John Ross from Washington, the guy that broke the combine record? I mean, imagine if they did something like that. I mean, they they love those little speedy receivers down there in New Orleans, so I could yeah, very well do. see that happening. I don't know. This loss, I mean, and and then that division, Cuervo, obviously that division I, I think is one of the weakers in the NFC. It should be one of the best ones, Cuervo, with the Saints, with the Panthers, with the with the Bucks. you know, you know, coming out. I mean, it, you're talking about a division that really, really should be better than this, and it's not. Um, but that having been said, it kind of makes this trade okay. I mean, I don't know if the if the Panthers are ever going to be, you know, what he was, what they were. I don't know, I, you know, I don't know what it was. But Brandon Cooks coming off of that that they, I think the I think the Patriots did very well. By the way, they're only paying them seven seven hundred eighty one million bucks. That's it. Cuervo, that this this right here could be the steal of free agency by bringing this guy in. Okay, if he works, great, you'll end up paying him. But if he doesn't, you want to talk a great throwaway? I mean, the Patriots gave up. Uh, and by the way, I forgot the signing bonus. So the Patriots only gave you know one point five million dollars for this guy. That's a drop in the bucket. And if they get the kind of production that I think that they can get out of them, that's the biggest bargain in NFL in the NFL. It's crazy. Who, who is again, Sonny? They are in good shape. So who, who are you talking about now? Brandon Cooks. I mean, the Patriots got them for nothing. Oh. A four, yeah. year, a four year eight eight point three. All right for a. a that he signed with the uh, with the Saints, and they're getting him on his last year of that contract, Cuervo, which equals one so ba- basically one point five. Rookie contract, right? That's what it is—the last year of his yeah. rookie contract. Absolutely. Wow. Nothing. Yeah, that is that is one point five dead money value. I mean, that is that's those the that's why the Patriots are so damn smart. <laughs> Unbelievable! You, yeah. you gotta love it. Yeah. I, you, know, you, you gotta you gotta love it, and you know the uh, it, it, that, that's the reason why the Patriots are who they are. And you, you, you if you can't look at the Patriots and wonder why they're the best ran organization in the NFL, you're just not paying attention. It's moves like this. So, but you know, I don't know. Hey, but speaking, we were talking about. You know, as far as players are concerned, uh, how about Peppers making his way back to the Panthers? I mean, it, it, obvious. I think this is 
a PR thing, right, Cuervo? I mean, wouldn't you say, Julius, this guy is not, this guy's not, you know, the best thing anymore. The guy's getting older. I'm not going to say he's washed up because he had a halfway decent career there in Green Bay. But, you know, this is really something that they did, I think, as far as putting it out in, you know, for for the area. Everybody loved Julius Peppers when he was a Panther. Oh yeah, I mean he was. I mean he went to North Carolina, you know. I mean he went to, to college there, and um, you know now to end his career as a Panther, um, I, I I think I, th- I don't think Peppers would have wanted anything more than to finish his career as a Panther. But you know, um, that, and that's the thing too. You know, another guy that the Patriots picked up was Cone Ely from the Panthers. Uh, that's a guy that had a huge Super Bowl last, you know, ago or last year, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the Denver Broncos winning, you could have made the argument that that guy was going to be the MVP of the game. I mean, he had the force, he had the, uh, he had an interception, he had a fumble recovery or something. You know, he made a couple of big defensive plays in that game, and uh, you know, the the path, the pat, the Patriots pick him up as well. Um, you know, New England's New, New England's racking up as they always do. So it's uh, they're so smart. They're such a smart yeah. football organization. It's unbelievable. It seems like they're the only ones really doing their homework. And the fact they don't get a guy, it's almost like they don't care. They will figure it out. It's it, that's just how good they are. Well, if you know, here's the thing about the Patriots, though. What makes them so great, Sonny, in my opinion, is they go away from what everyone else is doing. That's true. Kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, in, you know, when when you're when you're in high school or whatever, if a certain style of clothing is out, everybody starts wearing it, but then you find something, you find a different style of clothing, and you're wearing that. Everybody's gonna kind of gravitate to that and they're and they're interested in what they're doing and people try to mimic it and it just doesn't work it's, it's one right. of those situations where that's what new england does they they go the opposite direction of the way that everybody else is and they just get steal after steal after steal because everybody's focused on you know aj boyer from houston and uh you know what's going to happen with kirk cousins and who's going to get Deshaun Jackson? And who's going to who's going to get uh, Mike Lennon? And who's going to get you know all these all these guys these popular names? Meanwhile, oh look, hey, the Saints want to get rid of Cooks, and he's on a contract year from his rookie season from his rookie contract. We might uh, go grab him. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and make this deal. What did you say yeah. you wanted? A first round pick. Deal. It's the last pick in the round. You can have it by all yeah. means. It's all yours. Because if New England kept it, they probably would have drafted. Uh, who the hell knows? They probably would have gotten the kicker, and they would have been fine. But you know, that's just that's just how smart organizations are ran. You know, they just they just do like you said, Sonny. They're doing their homework. And they're, and they're looking in an opposite direction that everybody else is looking. And I think you're right. Making everyone else look foolish makes all the 
makes the other 31 teams in the NFL just look absolutely foolish. Look like they don't know what they're doing or how to evaluate talent or see the value in who you pick up. I mean, and I think it's almost, I think it's, I think it's blatant how obvious, how great and better they are at that kind of thing than any other team in the NFL because they look at they look at things so differently and it's like okay these rookies where are they going to end up are they good they're bad could they get the potential they they always seem to throw the right amount of money at it as well you don't see them going absolutely berserk on players um, so and that's another thing but of course when you've won as many Super Bowls as they have. Most people want to come to your team, and that that's another thing too. So you get you get the fact that you're so successful as a franchise. You get the fact that people want to go there. You and you also get guys that'll take a paycheck so they can get that Super Bowl. Sort of like remember when the Lakers were grabbing up players to try to win another uh, championship, and Carl Malone and them, and they couldn't get the job done. But 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 a better team because they got the job done. That having been said, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's something to be said about a franchise that knows the, knows the score. They know what they're doing. And that's the genius of Bill Belichick. And, folks, you think I was joking. You need to change the name of the Lombardi Trophy to the Bill Belichick Trophy. Um, Vince Lombardi Trophy, great. I love it. Understand. But I'm, I'm sorry. He put, he, he's put them, you know, second. As of one of the all-time greatest coaches, I'm, I'm putting the, the best guy to play quarterback, Tom Brady, best coach in the NFL history is Bill Belichick. You can't tell me any different. I mean, obviously, look at the Super Bowl results. Um, you, know, it, it, you know, you can be old school all you want, and I kind of have a habit of hanging on him, but you got to be able to take a look at the new school and see what's coming up their way. And Bill Belichick is right there amongst the best, you know, head coaches in NFL history. Whether and, and Cuervo, let's just throw this out there. I'm not sure if there's a if he's the general manager. If he is, he's one of the best of them too. Uh, I don't think Belichick is the general manager, but I mean, he, he might as well be. If, and especially yeah. if he's the one that is coming up with these ideas to sign guys like Brandon. What we Cook hear, right? And get. And getting Stephon Gilmore from the from the Buffalo Bills, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's all. It almost kind of feels like Bill Belichick and, and this Patriots organization. They're a little bit ahead of their time. Exactly. You know, if, you, if you think about, it, I mean, they're they're really changing the way organizations are ran. Nobody else does it, but you know everybody else wants their money, and that's fine. You have the right to demand your money if you're a high, you know, profile player like a quarterback. But I mean, why does Tom Brady keep winning? Because money's not his motivation. Absolutely, it's not his motivation. It's it's and there's something to be said about that mentality. Absolutely, that mentality is working for what is. The, what is the goal? This is a team that was the the main primary goal for this football team is not any individual player making the millions of dollars as a franchise. It's about winning championships, and the, there's right. something to be said about that. 
That's the reason why Martellus Bennett's not on this football team anymore, because he is more interested in the money than the bottom line, which is championships. And and it's it is what it is over there. Yeah, and I mean, so, but like you said, Sonny, everyone's different. I mean, what's what is what's important to you? And if it's, exactly. if it's money, if it's championships, you know, then that's going to determine your legacy. So, uh, for a lot of these guys, their legacy is going to be, well, they went and chased the money. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, their legacy is, do you have any more fingers? For those rings, you know, I mean, exactly. You're yep. running out of space. Mm-hmm. They're running out of space over there. So, yep. I mean, that's that. It, it, there's a there's you have a to use difference. your thumbs. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so it, it, to it, them, it'll I mean, be the money's the money's gonna come. Yeah, it's gonna come. It is. It's very interesting. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take our final break. During the break, Cuervo, I want you to look at what's going on. Let's talk about the flops. Teams that made a flop in free agency. I have two. You'll probably steal one of them. But I have two. And then that does not include the Chicago Bear one. That's not one of the flops, although that's a pretty pretty bad one. But I got two. You'll probably steal one. Think about that in the break, Cuervo. Who flopped? in free agency here on the Couch of Potatoes for you. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. 
At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure that any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. Back on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We got 30 minutes to wrap this thing up. Plenty of time. Well, let's take a look at some of the flops that happened. And they flop and then make a big, bad mistake, too. The Washington Redskins, they fire their general manager, Scott McCullen. Then the next day, the biggest flop out there, they go sign Terrell Pryor to an $8 million Dear Cuerva, what the hell? Listen, Terrell Pryor has been in a sea of oblivious of, you know, mediocrity over his career for a reason. Eight million dollars. Cuervo, eight million. What could you get with eight million dollars if you're the Redskins? You sign Terrell Pryor. Big time flop. It's got, you know, I don't know who's in charge of it after they fired the general manager on opening day, which, by the way, you would think they'd do that, you know, maybe before you get close to, you know, free agency. However, <laughs> they fire him on one day. They sign a guy um, that really, uh, you know, they call it a quote unquote breakout year 77 catches, 1,007 yards, four touchdowns, 8 million bucks. Big time mistake. They need better, and they could have got better with the eight million bucks. Well, I'm sure they, there's a lot they could have done with that eight million dollars thing. But you know, if you think about it, the receivers that were available, guys like Marshall and, and Alshon Jeffrey and uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson, they all got signed. You know, they were all grabbed up right away. So um, you know, but. But my thing is, my thing is, if you're shopping the quarterback that you just franchise tagged, why are you <laughs> going to go sign a receiver? Like, go figure your quarterback situation out first, and then worry about, oh, okay, let's build around our new quarterback. Or if you decide to keep Kirk Cousins and he decides to, he decides to stay in Washington, okay, well, why the hell did you get rid of Garcon and Deshaun Jackson? Why'd you let those guys walk? 
Unbelievable. So, yeah, you're right, Sonny. That that is a great uh, uh, selection for flop. Um, Horrible. You know. Horrible. So, yeah, it, it's best pretty move for a franchise is to get rid of that general manager. Like I said, they needed to do it a week and a half, maybe two weeks before this part of the season opens up for them. But I mean, whoever took over. Uh, didn't do a really good job to start it off. It, 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 yeah, so that's my number one flop. Who's your number one flop as far as who was drafted for what? And, yeah, I kept McClendon out of it because we already know that's not a good thing. That who? Uh, the, uh... Matt McClendon, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, not counting him. Yeah, not counting him. <laughs> Right, right. Honestly, I think uh, I think I think Tampa paid a little too much for Deshaun Jackson. Um, I mean, he's he's still he's still a good receiver, but I, I really think that you know for the money that he's going to be making down there in Tampa, uh, it's a lot of money for a guy that I, I think is starting to decline a little bit. Um, so, so I think Tampa Tampa could have went in a better direction, um, but I, I still stick, I still stick with New Orleans as well. Um, you know, getting rid of a guy in, in his contract year, and and maybe maybe the Saints just didn't want to pay him when it came time for it, and that's why they decided to do it. And um, but I, at the same time, what how is that? How is that benefiting Drew Brees? You're talking about a guy that is now going to be, what, 38 years old? Yeah. Um, you would think they would try and get as much help as they possibly could for him. And all they did, and what they did is the total opposite. Now you're going to make him work even harder to, uh, to be able to carry this offense. And so I think, I think in a way, New Orleans kind of flopped. Um, you know, because of what they did by letting Brandon Cooks go. And I think Tampa Bay paid too much for uh, for uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I'm not sure. What was his number for for the, the pickup over there? It was uh, – let me – I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, um, so it's, it's a three-year – um. Oh wow! So thirty-three point five million dollars. So just oh over eleven God. million a year, including twenty million guaranteed. Oh my God! So that's, I might want to change my yeah. pick. I might want to change my pick. Oh my God! Yeah. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know. And now, hey. To have a weapon on the other side of Mike Evans, I'm I'm all for it. I, I get I get why you get him. I, he he is good, I, and I'm not I'm not going to be sitting here saying he's dumb. I, I think he's a punk. Um, but eleven million, eleven. Ah, uh, well, in reality, though, that it's a two year deal that- for twenty million bucks is what it is. All right, so they spent ten million bucks on. Come on. You can't do any better than this for ten million. You can't find a wide receiver for ten million. Maybe it's me. You can't find a wide receiver for ten million. I I, I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's pretty oh. crazy, but um, oh, yeah, that's that's why I chose that, Tampa. That, that, that's yeah. awful. That that's an off. That 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 might be bigger flop than mine. You know, yeah, yeah. I I have to probably go on record. That is a bigger flop than I, mine. But you know, I my gosh, unbelievable. I mean, eleven. Deshaun, listen, Deshaun Jackson is good, and I'm gonna be right there with you. Um, yeah, I think he's got talent, but you also got to pay the talent to what he's worth. But that just goes to show the desperation of a football team, and they're not. Listen, Deshaun Jackson. Does not sign for ten million dollars with the New Orleans or with the New England Patriots, right, Cuervo? If if the Patriots, by some stretch, wanted Deshaun Jackson, do you think they're paying him ten million dollars to come join the club? Hell no, they're not. No, they're not even. They're not, no. they're not even sniffing that. I think they would. If they were going to pay him thirty-three and a half million, that contract would be for five years. Because now you're talking about about a seven, not even seven million bucks a year, less than seven million bucks a year. Craziness, so. craziness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you exactly. know, you 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 look at talent out on the field, and you go, okay, hey, listen. It, as much as I don't like him, and as much as I think he's overrated, I do. He's a talent. But you've got to be able to look at the talent and go, okay, this guy is good. What are we going to pay him? Not what he wants, not out of desperation, but what are you going to pay him? And I'm going to tell you that that one, this one's this one's a horrible. That that one might be that that's worse than mine. That one's worse than mine. My second one that I was looking at Cuervo when I saw all mm-hmm. this thing going on. Is, is that the Browns are a bad football team, and they just proved it yet again. Okay? They go and they sign Kenny Britt for a four-year, $32 million contract. Kenny Britt. Now, $32 million, Cuervo, four years, $32 million. Now, granted, Kenny Britt has speed. This guy, this guy ain't worth a nickel out there, Cuervo. Maybe it's me, but I look at Kenny Britt. He, first of all, he's 28. He's almost on the wrong side of 30. That's number one. When you look, you look at a guy, he had 68 receptions, 1,000 yards, five touchdowns for the Rams, okay? This guy, worth, you know, he's had the potential how many years, starting over when he, went to ten, when he was in Tennessee. This guy's had potential but hasn't been able to live up to the potential, and they expect him to live up to a $32.5 million contract in Cleveland where no one can throw him the football? Oh my God, maybe I'm missing it. I mean, I know Kenny Brick can return kicks. I get that value, but $32.5 million, flop big time. This, this, one's, this one's is just as bad as the Terrell Pryor deal. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, though? I think even if even though it is a brown sunny, um, I I'm not I'm not so I'm not so against it because they have the money. They have the what else are they going to do with that? Well, they got money. There ain't no what question they, about that. What are they, what are they going to do? Are they going to turn? Are they going to cash it out in the one dollar bills and roll around in it? Like what else are you going to do with that money? 
Go out there, get you a guy, guarantee that you get him. Yeah, you're going to overpay for him. But if that's the guy that you really want, if they wanted Kenny Britt that bad, which sounds like they did, then, you know, they've got the – it's not like it's going to really kill their cap penalty, you know, their cap. They probably still have $80 million to spend. So, um, I mean, you know, it, it, like I said, I mean, that, that's a, that's a uh, you know, a, a, ba- a bag of peanuts compared to what they have money-wise. So, um, it's a bad signing, don't get me wrong. But because of how much money the Browns have, okay, it's not going to kill them. What else are they going to do with that money? So, um, you know, but that's why, but like you said, that's why the Browns are the Browns. Um, because of the fact that, you know, they sign bad contracts like this. Um, that's why they're, they're in the situation they're in now. Um, you know, now, now good for them by not resigning Thrill Pryor. Because honestly, yeah. I think it, if the Browns would have... It is better. Well, and, and not just that, Sonny, but I think if, if Pryor were to stay in Cleveland, he would have gotten probably like $12 million from the Browns. Right. So good on them for not, for not taking that deal, for, for, not, for letting Pryor walk. Good on them. They, they recognize, you know what, this guy is going to probably cost, he's going to ask for too much. Let Washington or, or let another team do it. And the Redskins were the ones that, that took the bait. And now they're yep. stuck. Now it's only a one-year deal, which is oh, it's fine. But you're committing eight million bucks to a guy that, you know, had sixty catches in one season, and now we think that's worth an eight million dollar salary. Okay, well, continue to suck then. But yeah, <laughs> um, you know. But see, but this is this goes back to why I I'm loving what Ryan Pace is doing in Chicago. So they signed Kendall Wright from Tennessee, his, his one-year deal is only $4 million. And I nice. think that's pretty good value. I think it is, too. That's good value. I agree. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think they could save themselves, Sonny, from, from really being just the absolute joke of the offseason once again if they keep Osweiler. Absolutely, they have to keep Osweiler. Now, I think that I think they Britton. have to do it, Cuervo. They have to do it because you do have Kenny Brett. Now, seventeen million guaranteed for Kenny. Okay, too much. Okay, fine. But you. But here's the thing: you got to utilize them, and that's one thing that the Browns don't know how to do. Okay, when they do sign the big contracts to the guys, they don't know how to utilize them, or they don't utilize them. It's one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um. So you got to get Kenny Britt involved with the game. You got to get him in there to to do it. The guy has speed, so he's got to kick return. You, you got to let this guy make a mark for himself. He's going to have to kick return. Then you're going to have to get him the ball. He's a number. He's a number three on most teams, but on this team, he's got to be a number two. Of course, I don't. He, hell, he could be the number one on this team. He's a number two at best on most teams. So you got to give him the ball. you got to get him the ball. Brock Osweiler has to recognize, ah, oh, Kenny Britt. Okay, what does he have for us? What does he do for us as a team? What can I do as a quarterback to get him the ball? 
So if all that complete thinking is not going on, then they're already in the they're already behind the eight ball. But Kenny Britt as a player, yeah, good player, value of money not great, but do I think I think the I'm going to tell you right now, I think the Browns could actually win some games this year. Now, I've said that once before, and that was about five years ago, when they, when they had some good signing as far as players. And forget the – throw the money out the window. But as far as players are concerned, I like the players. It's whether or not they can mesh, Cuervo. We can talk – you know, chemistry – you can talk about players all day long, but if they have no chemistry or they're not even close on chemistry, you're, you're already in a lot of trouble. Um, so they're going to have to obviously develop that chemistry. But I think Kenny Britt could be a good sign. The money was horrible, but the player himself, Brock Osweiler, has to find out who his targets are. It could be Kenny Britt. Yeah. And, I mean, depending on where he could potentially go next, you know, you got to think about, you know, what's going to be the better situation for me. Like, is it going to be Kenny Britt as my number one, or is it going to be a situation like, uh, let's, let's use the Jets as an example. Brandon Marshall leaves, and now they have, yep. you know, who's, who's it? Eric, Eric Decker, I think, is their best receiver now. Yep. He's a good yeah, good, good receiver, but I mean, is he a guy that's gonna you know, tear? Does he tear up defenses? Does he tear up secondary? Be. No, he doesn't. He did. He did three years ago with Peyton Manning, but that was three years ago. He was three years younger. He was in a better system, and let's face it, he had Peyton Manning as his quarterback. So there you go. Yeah, but now you got. You find yourself in a situation where you're either a Brown or, or a Jet, and you know both of those teams don't have an offensive line. Their best receiver is eh, questionable on first of all who it is, and second of all, right. how good are they? So, you know, I mean, I I think that um, if the Browns were smart, like I said. If you're going to eat up a contract, keep him. Yeah. Don't eat up the contract just to keep, just to eat it up. Like, do something with it. That's stop, stop making the same mistakes that you continue to do over and over and over. Keep that, keep Osweiler, and use that number one pick, whether you trade it away, which I would consider, or you use it on on the pass rusher from A and M, Miles Garrett. You do that right there, and finally we can say eh, the Browns are doing something right. And Kenny Brett, Kenny Brett, a former number one uh, number one draft pick back in two thousand nine for the Titans. That's when the Titans were good, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they grabbed him up, and uh, that was at the time where rookies could still make money. He signed a five year nine million dollar contract with the with the Titans, and then they shipped them off. Uh, let's see here. They shipped them off to St. Louis in 2014. So, you know, I yeah, the guy had potential. So, you know, exactly. So you grab him up, find the talents, and get him. Yeah, Brock Osweiler, I'm going to tell you right now, I think as the joke as it was, I think, I think the Browns did the right thing. 
of course, everybody says, you know, you know, where do you go when when your when your uh, career's over? You know, Cleveland is is one, but I think Brock Osweiler, if he if he's going to be any good, he's going to be good there. A- after th- this is the last thing, this is the last we'll see of Brock Osweiler, as far as uh, if he, if he plays again. I uh, I don't know if he could even get a backup job, Cuervo. Uh, that would be that wouldn't be would be a tough one for him. Uh, to get the job so yeah Kenny Britt that one was a huge a huge thing so we got about 17 minutes Cuervo we've covered you know quite a few things here is there something that maybe I haven't got on my list to talk about that you want to talk about uh, as far as some of the because God there were a lot a lot of signings here since Thursday Cuervo yeah yeah there has been a lot of signings um, you know I'm I'm interested in getting your uh, opinion on what the situation in New York is with the Jets. Like, what do you think? I mean, so they, they, I'm not going to resign this package, obviously, as we know. And Geno Smith is probably leaving. I think what really messed them up is they were hoping to get Tyrod Taylor from Buffalo, and Buffalo decided they were going to keep him. And I think that yeah. really put a damper in their plan. So it's like, now if, if you're the Jets, Sonny, which direction do you go? What do you try to do? Uh, I, I know what uh, they should do. And, and remember the signing of Kirk Cousins. That, that if, if I'm them, you know, as of right now, you're not going to find the franchise. Right now, quarterbacks are so hard to find. But, but obviously the Redskins are, are up, you know, they're so undecided on Kirk Cousins, that I think if it, the Jets would take a swing at him. I mean, granted, you're going to suck up some money in this, but you, you've lost so many players, okay, that you've got to make a splash somehow. I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback out there, by far. I don't, I don't even think he's worth it. You know, I think what the Redskins did by the franchise tag on him was awesome. That's what you do. Um, you, you, you're at He's obviously not your guy, right, Cuervo? I mean, let's be honest. If, if if Cousins was their guy, they'd sign this guy to a contract, a real one, not this franchise thing. So they obviously don't think he's the guy, but what they'd get in return would be the big thing that they'd have to get from the Jets. If I'm the Jets, I, you know, I got to figure out my quarterback position. I have to. It, it's got to be. It's got to be the number one priority. They waited too long last year. Obviously, by doing what they did, they waited too long to grab them. There's opportunity for quarterbacks, and, and I'm on the phone. Unfortunately, for the I'm on the phone with Dallas. It's not going to happen unless they get it to some kind of crazy trade, or, or someone gets hurt, or whatever, or they just go crazy and just give the Dallas Cowboys the bank. I'm on the phone with Kirk Cousins without question, trying to figure out how I can get there. And here's another one, Cuervo. We were just talking about him staying right there um, in Cleveland. I think I'm trying to get a hold of Brock Osweiler. Because really, out of all the quarterbacks that are out there, the ones that are stable are not going anywhere. Um, So you have to find something. Um, Now, Brock Osweiler, listen, these guys are going to get beat up in, in New York. Maybe Cousins can handle the New York media. Maybe. Sometimes he gets a little bit crazy as well. But I think he's probably more apt to handle the media. 
there, there's a lot of pressure to win in New York. But when you look at the Jets this year and your quarterback, like maybe a Brock Osweiler, maybe a Kirk Cousins, you got to realize that Super Bowl is not really, if you really think about the Jets and where they are as a franchise, it's not even close. So if you can go there and make an impact, maybe you can get that contract that you're looking for if you're Kirk Cousins, you know, Brock Osweiler. You maybe be able to win, get that one more contract that will keep you in business for a while, make you some money for the rest of your life, and be there. That's what I think they should go after. Because, I mean, there are a lot of other guys they could go after, but the reasonable to get them I think isn't there. So, But I think they could get Cousins. I think they could get Osweiler. Have, even, even the Browns are saying you can get Osweiler. I think that's one of their first telephone calls if I'm the Jets. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's my thing, though, about the, about the Redskins, Sonny. If <clears throat> they honestly feel like Kirk Cousins is not their guy, then why did the hell did you franchise tag him again? Let the guy walk. Let him go test free agency. And, you know, I mean, if, if you think your, your future quarterback is in the draft, start finding a way to position yourself to draft one of these guys. Uh, the reason why they didn't Cuervo, the reason why they didn't Cuervo is is because what they could get for him. It's just like the Tony Romo deal, Cuervo. Okay, now it's a trade. Same thing here with the Redskins. The Redskins could get some value from a Kirk Cousins in a trade, whether that be the draft picks that you're talking about, or maybe a player. I don't know if there's anybody worth a nickel that the New York Giants or the uh, Jets could send to to them that they'd be willing to give up. But the value that you could get, that's the reason why they signed him to the contract. They don't want to sign him to the big contract that keeps him there a long time and he falls on his face either this year or next year. That's the reason why. I mean, look, look at what they did down here in Dallas with Des Bryant. Until they gave a, they put him on the franchise tax three times, if I'm not mistaken. At least two I know of. Maybe three. They franchise tagged him until they felt like they, he could be the guy before they signed that big contract. Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that shows that he can be mediocre. And, and you don't spend that kind of money and give those, that guaranteed money. Listen, he's going to ask for $40 million in guaranteed money. No NFL football team is going to do this. But if you're the Jets mm-hmm. and you see what they paid him in, as far as the franchise tag, you, you go ahead, you nab that up and see what you can do with it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, you try and trade, but here's here's the thing, though. Now, <clears throat> it kind of feels like it, it came back to uh, like the Redskins in the behind because, um, you know, <clears throat> they're, they're calling they're calling the Redskins bluff that you won't they won't trade Cousins. Absolutely. Well, the problem with that is now, if they do that, now I don't know how it works with the franchise tax on air. They're going to have to pay a certain amount of that salary for the year, or do they, are they free of the full amount of the fran- of the salary from the franchise? That, that depends that on the trade. Like, that depends don't. on the terms that they would come with them. I, if I would be thinking the Jets would eat the whole contract because they need to. Now, that's $24 million. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they'd say, you're going to have to eat some of this contract. Same thing with Brock Osweiler, $16 million in guaranteed. Right now, the Browns are willing to eat eight of it. 
Okay. Well, so I, I would mean, think even it'd be if, about the same thing, half, right? Yeah, and even if they go half on it, I mean, the yep. Redskins are another team, Sonny, that has a boatload of cap space. So, yep. you know, I mean, <clears throat> even if you have to eat up that $8 million bucks, you know, you – you're not committed to a guy that's probably going to demand twenty million bucks next year. Absolutely, they could deal. probably get Cousins for twelve, don't you think, Cuervo? If they could give him a good trade, you know, in value, whether it be draft picks or a player. And like I said, I don't know what that player is, but in in draft pick, I think I think the Jets could get Cousins with a uh, draft pick and twelve million bucks. I think they could get him. I think they could too. Um, because they're they're one of the obvious teams that everyone's talking about that needs a, some quarterback help pretty badly. Uh, so, you know, with that said, I mean, honestly, I mean, I think that uh, when you really you take a look at the division, you're not going to win it. So I'm not even going to go down that that road. Just focus right. on the other the other two teams in the division. Can't. Do you have if you have if you put Kirk Cousins on the Jets right now, are they good enough to have a better record than the Miami Dolphins? I think I, so. I don't know. I I think they they might be able to with the right you know with with the Kirk. Okay, are they good enough to have a better record than the Buffalo Bills? Honestly, I think they're going to do better than the Bills are. Yes. New new head coach. New head coach. Um, so Man, that the Todd means is they're learning. Why? Why do you say that? Oh, taking this job. I told them. I to, I told them, and on the air, take Buffalo's job, not this Jet job. And boy, oh boy, I, I'm Todd Bowles is going to be fired next year unless they can they make the playoffs. Bowles is gone, and and and, and this guy, this guy is a coach that can make a difference for your football team. He just went to the wrong team, Cuervo. I, this guy should have went to Buffalo, where they had an outstanding defense at the time. It was top three in most categories, and he goes to the Jets. I, I, and the Jets' defense, I think, if I wasn't mistaken, they were ranked 17th at the time. He made the biggest mistake of his career by going to New York. And it might cost him later on because I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job. I think he'll go back to a, 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 a coordinator job, and then he might get another opportunity later. Yeah, I mean, there's going to, I'm sure there's going to be some openings coming soon. You know. Uh, yeah. Depending on depending on what happens in San Francisco, I mean, they're they're the type of team that. They'll just hire and fire guys, you know, quickly. Yes. Uh, if, if it works out with Kyle Shanahan, then, hey, good for them. But, um, you know, I mean, Indianapolis could be a team next year looking for a new head coach. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, surprised Pagano, I'm surprised Pagano is still there. Who wouldn't want to be uh, taking over that team with Andrew Luck? I mean, that, Boy, that they would, really missed on the Pagano thing, didn't they? Yeah, but I mean, who the, who would they have hired, in your opinion? If 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 you fire Chuck Pagano, who who takes who takes his spot? Rex Ryan? Like I don't know. Well, no. like, <laughs> I, I don't, 
I don't think anybody's dumb enough to take Rex Ryan right now. I I don't even think the Browns are dumb enough to take Rex Ryan. Well, they had they had Bob Ryan, so you never know. I know, I know. They take Rob before Rex, but yeah. I, I, <laughs> oh man, hey man, free agency. It, it's a three-hour show, without question. After the first day of square vote, it is it's it was a great show. And talking players, talking guys, scenarios that may not even come to fruition as we're talking, but fun time this morning here on, well, this afternoon here uh, in morning time for you. It's kicking about one o'clock over there now, right? Yep. It's about to be one o'clock. So, so we, we did it. We knocked out three hours without even hardly working at it. So, but it, it, it was fun. So, <laughs> There's going to be more news next week because there'll be more signings, more things going on in free agency. Uh, We'll be talking probably the first half hour if we're indoor for our locals because both of the teams are going to be in action, the Dallas uh, Marshals and the Texas Revolution. So we'll have another two and a half hours on this next Sunday at Gare Cuervo. All righty, Sonny. I look forward to it. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to talk about uh, next Sunday. It'll probably happen right after we get off air, Cuervo. It's just the way it happens. <laughs> yeah, knowing that's why, right? Yeah, that's why we started a little bit later. Maybe something would end up happening. But that is going to do it for on, uh, on. That being said, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, we're out of here, everybody. Have yourself a great Sunday. We'll catch you next week here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Look forward to Inside the CIF a little bit later this week as well. And uh, that being said on Sunday, we're out of here, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.